Meteorologist Joe Puma, mostly cloudy. High of 54 is wrong right now because it's 59. we got a window open in the studio. This is great. Uh, tonight, mostly cloudy with showers after midnight. Could see a few flakes mixed in, a low of 33. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with snow showers after sunset. I immediately laugh. High of 37. This is a one day. We only get to enjoy this for 24 hours. Go outside. If you're indoors anywhere right now, look at a boss. Take the radio with you because I don't want to lose any ratings. Go outside. Go out now. Uh, Wednesday mo- morning showers, uh, snow showers, little to no accumulation expected, high of 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high of 32. Right now, Radio Bloomington, like I said, it's almost 60 degrees. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, hey, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. No. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate, <laughs> stimulating, yeah. hit you right in the... Mm-hmm. There you go. We start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Lord Jesus, oh God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig Second and six, Williams makes a cut and will roll into the end zone for the touchdown. It's good night, San Francisco. It sure was good night, San Francisco, but it took all the way until the fourth quarter for Patrick Mahomes to remember that he's good at football. Like, it actually did take that long. I'm dead serious, man, because, like, the first three quarters, uh, by the way, Betty uh, made a pick. She threw it up on our social media pages. It's on my Facebook page. It's on the WJBC Facebook page. She got it right. Betty ended the season in a good fashion. She's good at everything. She is. She's good at a lot of things. She really is. Really lucky. Uh, But anyway, Patrick Mahomes for three quarters did not seem like a good quarterback. He was throwing behind people. Uh, Both of the picks, I think, are his fault, Uh, even though the second one bounced off somebody's arm, because if he hits that in stride, that's a first down and and then some. Instead, he throws behind a guy, bounces off the guy's arm, pick, so for three quarters, Patrick Mahomes was was very human. Uh, he was not the best quarterback in football. It was not the heir apparent to Tom Brady. He was Bobby Boucher before he got angry. <laughs> right. He was Bobby Boucher before anybody made fun of water. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, water boy kicks in. Mm-hmm. And in that fourth quarter, they score 21 points and win that game. Um, I heard Mark Strauss talking about if uh, Patrick Mahomes, like how many more years for him to be a Hall of Famer. He has done something that no one's ever done before although there are a couple players behind him that might be able to do similar things, including the current reigning MVP of the NFL, uh, if they can win a Super Bowl next year. Uh, But Patrick Mahomes has won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, And just his first three seasons in the league, very, very good at football. Um, I think, to answer Mark's, to steal his question, how many more years does uh, Mahomes have to play at his current level, even without winning another championship, to be a Hall of Famer? I think like five. Yeah, if, that's what I was thinking. I was if, sitting here trying to think about it. I was like, yeah, about five. If he could win one more uh, league MVP award on top of everything else and play at that caliber, be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for five more years, if not the best, even if Kansas City can't wind up. Kansas City is in Missouri, by no, the way. No, it's out of Kansas. <laughs> nope, it's out of for Kansas. Anyone, for anyone curious. It's out of Kansas. That's yeah, the great state of Missouri. Um, but if Kansas City doesn't win another championship but plays well for five additional years, that would be eight years of exceptional play. I think that's enough. That's enough to get you in. I think so. Yeah. Um, so Patrick Mahomes, uh, MVP of the game. Although he didn't throw for 300 yards, he threw for two something, 280. Something Either way, like that. he's he was still a beast. Two two interceptions, two touchdowns, and he ran for one. So he was a yeah. he 
accomplished three of the four touchdowns they got. I couldn't believe the 21 points in the fourth, though, man, because they say that all year for Kansas City. This was a team that always came back, always came back. Well, they usually came back in, like, the second quarter or the third quarter at worst, and they would win by 10, 15, 20 points mm-hmm. in a lot of these games. The offense would wake up. Uh, the offense took a long time to wake up. Yeah, take a little bit of a nap. It did. It was, it was napping. It was the winner. Well, and, you know, you can't be mean to a guy who's 24 years old uh, because I did think it was nerves. Uh, yeah. There were times when he was just overthrowing, underthrowing, um, and honestly the pressure from the 49ers probably plays into that as much as being a 24-year-old kid playing in your first Super Bowl and all the pressure of a lot of people thinking you're probably the best quarterback now. Like, that solidifies it, right? Right. The fact that it, it even if it was just, uh, you know, one quarter's worth of play, he, uh, he won the MVP award, he won the Super Bowl. I think it solidifies the idea that he is the face of the NFL moving forward. Isn't he on the cover of Madden 20? He was. He was on yeah. the cover of Madden 20, yeah. um, which is when he got almost injured. And actually, he is. He's still got the dislocation it, things. It, it's a curse. It is a Once curse. Once you get on a cover of a video game, you're done. Well, that specific video game, right. actually, Madden's curse is, is renowned in the NFL. And he still had... Did you hear that... Um, they were talking about it in pregame a lot, but that he had a 30% chance all season of re-dislocating his leg really? after its original injury, and he played on it all season long. So does he have to have surgery now? I don't know if it's going to be surgery, but they're, they're certainly going to do something. I um, always love the stories of like after, like a week after the Super Bowl, it's like, hey, half our team has to have surgery. They all broke their <laughs> arms. It's like, you all just played with your arms broken? Right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, just, they go in there and they, they go, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, one other thing, though. And this is just a thing. It's now a thing, and it's sad that it is. When your team, especially in places where they don't win often, when they win, and it's, cars are driving outside, we really do have the window open. I think it's like a as, as a motorcycle. I hope somebody's yeah. out there with a motorcycle. I thought it was a tractor. Anyway, when you win, though, the city goes nuts. Right. They tip you know, vans. They tip buses. They blow things up. Uh, this is audio. From, it sounds like a war zone, uh, literally, but this is audio from Kansas City after the win. People going outside shooting off guns, fireworks, and question mark explosions. Question mark explosions. We don't, we don't really know. what You'll hear it. It's, it, oh. it sounds like a war zone. I don't know what that is. Is that a firework? Hold on. This is actual audio. Not what you think it is. What is it? I don't know. That sounds like a war zone. It does. It sounds like a war zone. Yeah. I, I don't know how this is celebratory. In all honesty, like right. I think I think we need a massive PSA uh, that just has to go out to all of the country, and it's like, hey, look, we get it. Your team won a thing. No matter what sport it is that you love your team, right. we get it. Let's not turn part of the United States for an evening into, like, Iraq. Let's not do that. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Right. Let's, pu- let's pump the brakes on that whole celebration thing and just accept the fact they won without blowing things up. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve. What do you want to say, Steve? Hey, uh, those sounds, they're probably M80s. M80s? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I have blow, no idea. Blow up mailboxes with and stuff these kids. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't. I wish I did. I, I didn't do many cool things as a kid. But so you're saying they like stuff the M80 <laughs> in something and it blows up to that extent? Oh yeah, it'll blow. Uh, it'll blow a mailbox. Uh, it'll crinkle a mailbox. Steve, how many mailboxes have you exploded in your life early uh, no, on? I, I, I've never done that. Okay. Right. That's, yeah. that's 
that's destruction of property, and I don't do that. I got you. If the cops are listening, Steve has never yeah. done it. That's Steve's what smart with this. <laughs> but, uh, Steve, thank you for calling in, man. That's what they are. Gotcha. I mean, it's, it's, in fact, we had some. I live in a trailer court. I won't say where. But we had kids out here having them. Put setting them off in the middle of the night. But it really, it really sounds like that level of explosion. Do you want to hear it again? Here, let me put the audio in for you too. Oh, I, I've heard it. Okay, I've heard it. I want, I want you to hear the big one though, and tell me that that's also an M80. Because there's, wait for it. Yeah, that's an I, M80. Yeah, it, it, it well, very well could be. I mean, okay, it, it's no regular firecracker. Yeah, no, that's that's a juiced up. That's a whole load of firecrackers that somebody stuffed in a mailbox, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but thank you for calling in, Steve. Okay. Yeah, sure. Bye. You know, it's weird. Uh, I know Steve sounds like a very respectful guy who did not explode anything in his right. life because he said destruction of property. Yeah, he's never done that. Well, but he was very fluent in the sounds of the M80s mm-hmm. and the potential lawsuits. Mm. That's that's interesting to be mm. a guy that knows what could legally happen if you did it, right? And also know what it sounds like. Conspiracy theory. But he's never done it. I <laughs> right. do. I have the, I have the conspiracy theory. I'm gonna take right. a break. Uh, a lot more Craig Collins show. Congratulations to Kansas City. Uh, in Missouri for their win. In Kansas. Uh, <laughs> Our president said Kansas right. they, is Kansas. Kansas City is in both. Like, right. let's be that fair. Is, that is true. Like, let's say that if you Googled yeah. just beforehand, and this is the other thing I'll say about the president, because I have made a couple jokes now, it is cool that he writes his own tweets, you know? Like, a lot yeah. of celebrities, a lot of people much lower than the role president of the United States, hire some teenager, some some college kid to write all the tweets for them. Hey. Hey, uh, look. Whoa. Hey, now. With it happens. accusations. Look, you're, you're almost done. Right. But it, it happens. Yeah. That's when you're willing to not take a lot of money. Yeah. And so the fact that I'm pretty sure he writes his own tweets because of the mistakes that happen in right. them. Uh, although you never know. Maybe it's an intern. Maybe this whole time Ooh. it's been an intern. Spins on Monica Lewinsky. There we go. Conspiracy theory? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Does Monica Lewinsky tweet for Donald Trump? Find wow. out after this and I am. No, come on. <laughs> Like Haas. You're going to get banned from the show with takes like that. Quick break. Um, ABC.com. You're listening to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show and 1230 WJBC. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting. Well, there's a couple things uh, outside of the actual game that happened uh, last night. Uh, I also thought that the commercials were lukewarm. Yeah, uh, they were subpar. They were lackluster. From what I yeah. saw. Yeah. Uh, even though they were lackluster, I do have a real quick stat for you. What would it cost if you bought every item? Let's say you were super wealthy. Okay. Like wealthy to the degree of a Bezos, like billions of dollars. Oh, okay. Um, and so you're watching the Super Bowl and you're like, you know what would be fun this year? Prop bets are fun. Why don't I just buy one of everything that pops up? Right. So it's like you're gambling. Yeah. With each new commercial, you're like, oh, i got to buy one of those. Oh, okay. Anything from a, a ticket to see Fast 9? Which would only be like ten bucks. Why do we need nine Fast and Furiouses? I don't know what's wrong with you when you say that. Actually, no. I've, I've heard that take a bunch. Yeah, why? I need ten Fast and Furious movies. Mm. I need this one and another one at no, least. I'm good. No, man, you're not. They're I'm great. Good. No, the movies are fantastic. They're, they're worse than the commercials. They're not. Yes. they're fantastic yeah. films. The first fifteen were great. All eight of them are great. Yeah. And the ninth one's going to be great too. Yeah. The plot doesn't matter. Right. Vin Diesel's going to fight at the end. He's going to drive a bunch of cars it's real the fast. the same thing. The only thing no, that's different not. is the price of the movie ticket that's gone up. The family story evolves each each movie. Lame. No, it's not lame. lame. It's fantastic. Tide Pods, by the way, 21 bucks. Uh, Post-Super Bowl episode was free. That's the uh, episode to see The Masked Singer. Uh, that's a bunch of the stuff that's out there. But if you bought everything, a mortgage from Rocket Mortgage, I like that they tabulated this one. 
the average mortgage is $153,000. Oh. You could go rogue, though, with that one if you were playing this game and you're a Bezos. Right. But there's a bunch of cars that pop up, too, which really shoots this price into the stratosphere. If you were to buy one of everything, what would it cost? Just a quick guess. I'm thinking probably roughly... Let's see. What, there's a bunch of car, there's, there's a, a bunch couple of cars. Of Porsche commercials in there. Uh-huh. Uh, probably uh, twenty five million. Twenty five million. Yeah. Way over. You overshot like crazy, man. Really. Five hundred ninety seven thousand nine hundred ninety two dollars and eighty five cents plus some taxes, that's maybe it? some delivering fees, some tips. Yeah, that's that's one of everything. I Just was calculating one. a couple of Porsches cars, a rocket mortgage house, an Audi e-tron, seventy four thousand yeah. dollars. That's one of the cars that was um, advertised during the thing. Uh, the XFL, that's free. You can watch that for free. Uh, okay, look, I was counting, you know. Toyota Highlander, $34,000. $34,600. Uh, student loan debt forgiveness. I like this. There's a commercial for that. Uh, the average student loan, $22,000. That's from a Honda dealership in Southern California. Uh, so there, you know, if you tabulate, tabulate it all up, uh, the cars by far are what's pushing into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. But uh, it'd be a fun game to play. I'd it like to hang be. out with Bezos. Yeah, he'd be cool. Here's something that I saw last night. Go An ahead. investor was wanting to buy one single commercial. It's $2, two million. This was a couple of years ago. He yeah. came in and he said, I want to buy one commercial at $2 million. Mm-hmm. He said, all I have in my bank account is $2 million to buy this commercial. Right. So I went to Fox and all those stations that you buy this from. Yeah. And they said, that's great, you can buy this one, but you also buy a package of $20 million of commercials <laughs> that has to play throughout the year. Okay. So every commercial you see during the Super Bowl has to be bought with an additional $20 million package. Wow. So you're yeah. saying that in order to buy a commercial for the Super Bowl, you don't just drop, like the dude who dropped six, right. to thank people for saving his dog. You have to buy that. You've got to buy a package. You have to buy a package that's worth at least $20 million that plays throughout the year. Let me say one thing, though, real quick, as a guy that also works in different media. Right. Those packages are valuable, man. The price goes down. You get a bunch of commercials yeah. all over the dial. Yeah. You know, you want to be represented on the Miller show. You want to be on the Collins show. You right. want to be on Strauss's show. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Don't get one spot. Buy a package. Yeah. <laughs> Right. This, this is me. This is advertising our stuff we have here, this radio station. If you want. I would ridicule the package in TV. That's way right. too expensive. That's, yeah. You don't Call cloudy, that. high of 59, which it is right now. Um, tonight, mostly cloudy with showers possible. After midnight, could be some snow as well. A low of 33. Tomorrow, mostly It's so sad to immediately read the next day. Mostly cloudy with snow showers after sunset, high at 37. Wednesday morning, snow showers, little to no accumulation expected, high of 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high of 32. And uh, right now at Radio Bloomington, 59 degrees. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. New Music Monday on the Craig Collins Show. It's a brand new track from Taylor Swift. Uh, she had a documentary that uh, debuted this past weekend. I think it came out on Friday. I thought it was pretty good. That was a pretty good documentary, but I'm not going to make you uh, Blake Haas. I'm not going to make you talk about it. Taylor's. Isn't it like an hour and a half long? Yeah. Uh, Miss Americana. It's all about the things that she's struggled with, being super famous. She had an eating disorder. Right. Uh, you know, it makes her a regular human like the rest of us. Yeah, the thing, I did actually watch it. The thing is where her boyfriend was there, but he was more so behind the camera. Which one? The jo- the Joe one? Yes. All winner, whatever his name yes. is? Yeah. Also, where was she like the past, like, because she was gone for a year. She was. Did she, she go with, she, live with him in the UK? No, she took a hiatus uh, similar to Dave Chappelle. She just decided oh. to walk away from the uh, the celebrity life for a little bit there because things got uh, things got rough, you know? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I get it too, man. Like, I, I 
want to be famous, sure. I'm on the radio. I would like to be famous one day. Right. But it's a double-edged sword, man. Yeah, be, like be played in Speed Lube or something. Oh, hey, there we go. Thank you. I need to do that. <laughs> You're welcome. Speed Lube on Washington. Uh, they, I got my oil change today, and those guys are big fans of the show. So I wanted to, and a shout out to Big Mike, uh, who is the guy who, who orchestrated all of it. The master. Yeah, guy. I don't even know if Mike still works there. I think he was the original owner. Oh. And one of the guys telling me, he's like, oh, no, Mike loves JBC. Oh. He loves it. And hey, they're like, Mike. You're, you're that afternoon guy. And yeah. I'm like, I am. I hope that means you like the show. Right. But they said they listen. Well, I heard they, they like that Blake guy, but they don't, they don't <laughs> know if they like the Craig guy or not. They like Mark, too. I heard they like, oh. uh, they like Strousey. Marky Mark. Yeah, I know, he's a good kid. Um, anyway. This story caught my eye uh, because I wonder if you've ever thought of this before. When you have that alarm go off, like that really, what is your alarm uh, right now? My alarm is uh, Sunflowers. By okay, so it's one. music. Yes. Got it. Have you ever used like the default ones? No, because on I'll go crazy. <laughs> Why? I can't do it. Why would you go crazy? Because then if someone texts me and says same thing, it reminds me of waking up. It's not the up. same thing. Well, you, well, mine's the Kim Possible ringtone. What did you say? The Kim Possible ringtone. The, that's your alarm, your normal no, alarm? No, that's my text alarm. No, but don't you get the ant, ant, ant on your phone? No, I don't know. Why well, not? I have it there, but I don't use it. Okay, but that's the default alarm. Right. It's not the Kim Pop, whatever you said. My text tone. Oh, boy. My text tone. Like, you text me right <laughs> the now. The chime? Yeah. Yeah. It's Kim Possible. That's that's from her. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Come on, now. You ever watch Disney? I know though? what Kim Possible is. Well, I don't know if you knew it. Sadly. Right. I do. I do know the cartoon. Well, I'm yeah. aware. I'm aware of all the characters that's, that's in it. What it is. Well, that's interesting. Um, this new study demonstrates that they should do things like what you're doing, Blake. You should have music and something that's not aggressive wake you up because apparently the harsh sound of an alarm, one of those you know typical default ones, can do it. That Blake doesn't seem to know exist, uh, can make you more groggy in the morning just because of how jarring it is to go from sleep to immediately annoyed. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, try a mel- melodic one instead, they say, or maybe whatever your current favorite song is. Uh, and this was after tracking 73 people with wake-up habits uh, across ge- several different things. They found that things like the Beach Boys, Good Vibrations, Ooh. would be a nice move to yeah. make. You know, Cure's Close to Me, if you're oh. into the Cure. Or Wiz Khalifa's Wake Up. <laughs> Sure. Thoughts? If that's your, if that's your up, jam, I got it. Wake up. I don't want to want to wake. See, Come but I, I don't want it to be, you know, uh, aggressive. Right. Even if he's yelling at me yeah. to wake up, I still feel like no, I'm making yeah. a little. He's got a nice, smooth tone. I know, but he's still he's still saying wake up. Right. I feel like he's being passive aggressive. Yeah, if you say that, you got a point there. When your yeah, mom yeah. used to wake you, who woke you up when you were a kid? Uh, probably my mom. Okay, my yeah. mom too. Right. How'd she do it? Blood! <laughs> From afar? Yeah. Really? The bus is here! Really? <laughs> yeah. That was the whole move. Yeah. My mom would go door to door. Uh, she had four kids. She'd go door to door, knock. Think about getting up. There's the first one. Oh. Think about. Oh, just think about it. Non-committal. So, like, you're probably like, yeah, I could go back to sleep now. I, well, yeah, because I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking, yeah. uh, no, nah, I'm going to think sleep. Well, you can't, yeah, you can't be thinking if right. you're sleeping. Second time around, it's getting up is happening. You know, now oh. we're now we're accepting the reality. Oh. My mom's a psychologist, by the way, so, oh. so this all she plays went into to that. Like a psycho. <laughs> right. okay. And then by the third one, it's you better be up because you're going to be late. Like then oh. the warning. So then, if you're going, to... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And I remember when I was a little kid, she would also praise you if you got up on the first try. Oh. Like tell you how good you are as a person. Oh, good and job. I'd be like, well, I'm the best of the people. But by the time I got to high school and I was the worst, I would go all three. <laughs> no more praise. Not as much. Wait, there wasn't whoa, this, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Your mom's still waking you up in high school? She was, yeah. That's the thing that happened. <laughs> Making the breakfast uh, shake. Huh. We didn't we didn't have breakfast food. Right. We had the breakfast shake. I don't oh. know. That's my mom. She, you know, what, what what's wrong with that? Well, in high school. You, uh, 
I know I could get up on my own. Right, but you didn't. Well, I, I had an alarm and stuff set. She just, she'd come around. She'd right. Do, but two knocks. It's the same situation. It's high school. What are, what are you saying? Uh, you, what I'm saying is when you graduate from eighth grade and you move to high school and uh-huh. you start getting pimples, that's when you wake up on your own. Really? Yeah. That's, that's the hard and fast rule yeah, there? Yeah, that's kind of when. As soon as you cross that stage in eighth grade, it's, uh, you're waking up now. Okay. You know what? I don't. <laughs> judge's ruling 8292345 is a bad look that my mom was still waking us up when we were in high school. Is that not that we need? I could have got up on my own. Well, you were just thinking about it. She, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that was phase one. Yeah. I should tell you to think about it. <laughs> now that we're talking about right. childhood things, uh, I thought about this today. I, I rock a Yankee hat a lot. Right. Uh, it's one of the reasons that the Speed Lube guys knew who I was, which was kind of cool. They're like, you got the Yankee hat. Right. You're talking about uh, having a 312 uh, area code for my phone. Yeah. They're like, that's that's uh, the Collins guy. That's that guy. That's that guy. Yeah. That's the annoying guy who talks about the Yankees yeah, all the time. they listen when they can. They will, well, no, they listen every day. <laughs> they they listen every day. <laughs> You're right. He goes and he turns it on in the uh, other the work big area. Mike listens every yeah, day. Yeah, Big Mike turns it on in the work area. It's not just in the reception oh, hall. Oh, when he they throws do the, Collins on in both spots. The oil changes. Yeah, you know, because they listen to music sometimes. Oh. But by afternoons. Oh. When they, about they this can, guy. Any, yeah. That's not the Anyways. point. I'm trying to tell you a different thing. Okay. So I don't love this Yankee hat. Like right. it's the it's the the basic one. It's the regular colors. Like you know, it's 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 classic. But it doesn't like it doesn't shape well. Like the the rim's not perfect. You, you could bend it. Yeah, I can. But like, so it kind of looks like it's always off kilter yeah, on my head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember a Yankee hat that I lost. Like the best Yankee hat, man. I wore it every day. It was great. My wife is the one who lost it. The first date we ever went on. Uh-oh. First date. I had a motorcycle at the time. So I, I offered her a ride home from the movie theater because nice she had taken the bus. Yeah. Uh, and so I drove her home on the motorcycle, huh. and I gave her my helmet because I didn't have two. So I went without helmet. And oh, that's my not hat. Safe. That's not safe. I, I, I happened one time. Ooh. Maybe a couple times. <laughs> okay. It happened a, a lukewarm amount of times. <laughs> right. It happened a, a hands-fully amount right. of situations. So my, my hat was backwards because, you know, the speed of motorcycle. Yeah. And for some reason, my wife started, like, messing with my hat, like, because I would wear it all the time. Yeah. She's, like, goofing around, like, messing with it while she's on my motorcycle. Yeah. Turned it around, shot off my head immediately oh. on the highway. Oh. That hat's just gone forever. Oh, no. Very sad. No. Miss it to this day. Uh, but you, I guess, you know. Um, you didn't stop and turn around? No, man. How could I do that? I, 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 well, she needed usually to get people home. do that with brakes. They stop and they... <laughs> It's the highway, though. Would you want? Would you want to stop in the middle of the highway and try to find a hat? If it's your favorite hat, yeah. It's nighttime. It's nighttime. Oh, well, that's a detail you forgot. And I'm on a motorcycle yeah, that I would leave in the corner with this girl that I just started thing. dating, who winds up being my wife. If that had happened, right. if I went back for hat, Betty would probably not have married me to this day. Ooh. The choice was Betty or hat. And I chose Betty. Mm. I made the right call. You, oh, okay. So, okay. Um, have you ever lost anything that was like yeah. a favorite thing? All right. Well, when I was a kid, I had this little. Now, only people know what I'm talking about are from Central Illinois. So this little, uh, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a chain. It's a plastic chainsaw. <laughs> okay. Like you know when you walk around the house, you know, like a plastic vacuum. I don't even know what to call my plastic chainsaw. That worked. Yeah, but I lost it, and I loved that thing. Did you? Yeah, we, we were moving houses as a kid, and in transition, I think it either got lost or my parents threw it away because they were annoyed. I think it's a later one, but... Yeah, probably was. Yeah. Uh, I also had one thing taken from me as a kid. In 829-2345, I'd love to hear stories of your favorite childhood possessions and what happened to them, like if they're gone. Mm. I don't want to know if you still have them because I'm just going to be jealous. Right. But I had one taken from me. Uh, you know what a My Buddy doll was? Yes. Are you familiar with that? Yes. It was, it was the, the doll for a boy, mm-hmm. you know? Because ladies and I had two older sisters, 
the Dow market, they, they own all of it. Right. But they, these cool commercials came out when I was a kid. Oh. And I say cool because I thought they were cool. Right. And it was the My Buddy doll. They were Craig Collins cool. Hey, now. Hey. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know what that means, <laughs> right. but I'm offended. Right. And, like, the, the doll would do cool stuff. He'd, like, skateboard with oh. the kid. You know, and you're like, oh, I want that. He was was it RC controlled? Uh, no, it was no, it was a stuffed. It Maybe was a I'm stuffed thinking like the doll. Tony Tony Hawk thing. No, it was it was like he couldn't actually skateboard. Oh, the commercial was a lie. Well, that's right. That's as a, a kid, scam. I didn't know this. I'm going to show you now the my buddy doll. That's creepy. No, it's not creepy. It's got a helmet haircut. It does. He did. <laughs> he had the he had the you know put a bowl in a guy's head and cut around. Looks like he's wearing a helmet. It's fine. He's, he's cool, man. Right. Okay. He would play, you know, um, jacks in the back during uh, whatever oh, it is. Jacks, uh, you know, I, yeah. yeah. You play that during recess or something. My buddy was cool. You don't right. don't besmirch him. Yeah. So I was a little kid and I, I got one for like a birthday or something. I was pretty happy with him, but I didn't have him for very long. Um, I had him for probably I don't know five months, um, and I left him in the the driveway one day. So I leave him, and my mom drove a van at the time. And if you can see from the my buddy, it's mostly a stuffed doll, but the head is like a hard plastic yeah. thing. Okay. So my mom doesn't look for my buddy in the driveway mm. for whatever reason. And I don't know. I can't tell you why. We lived in Jersey. The uh, beach was across the street, but we had a little baby pool that we'd all, like, you know, use sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I must have been playing in the baby pool alone. Yeah. In the front yard, my buddy Dell. some rays. I guess so. Getting yeah. a little sun. Yeah, yeah. you know. Getting you know. tan for my, right. for my right. buddy. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Buddy, my buddy and I can hang out. Yeah. So I can be one of his cool friends. Yeah. Um, he can be your buddy instead of my buddy. <laughs> Anyway, my mom is backing up her, her van without looking, Uh-oh. crunches the head in just the right way that Ooh. the hard plastic like smushes for a second and then fires like it pops Ooh. and it, it shoots off the rest of the doll. Oh. So my mother decapitated the My Buddy doll. So it's not My Buddy, it's My Buddy. He, yeah, no, he was gone now. <laughs> and that was in front of me as a kid. So like I'm oh, sitting in the baby my. pool. I notice my buddy as she's backing up and I'm like, oh, oh that's his head. And he gets squished like, you know, trauma is right. setting in. The head, I, I swear this is a true story, flew off in just a way where, like, it flew up in the air, and I'm, I'm making eye contact with the head of the My Buddy doll, and it falls into the pool and makes this huge splash and then just floats right in front of me. Mom! No, dude. <laughs> scarring, man. Oh, I bet. That's I, traumatic. Not only did she cost me that My Buddy doll, I couldn't get another one. She's oh. like, I'll get you another one. I'm like, I will see that head. No. Yeah. Right. We I lost My Buddy. Get rid of it forever. My Buddy is gone. He's gone. He Bye, can never buddy. come back. That's, head is, that's really sad. It was the it was the second worst experience of my JBC. Life. You're listening to the Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Oh, no. Greg Collins Show, AM twelve thirty WJBC. Blake Haas, my news guy for the first hour, hanging out in the two o'clock hour. Did you hear about this woman from Connecticut who like drove through all the barricades at Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, well, I heard about it. I know she's from Connecticut. Yeah, she's from Connecticut, thirty years old. Her name's Hannah. Um, she, I don't know, decided to off-road right outside of Mar-a-Lago for a little bit. Uh, bullets riddled the vehicle, Oh, uh, but she lived. She didn't get hit by any of them. Oh, armored vehicle. Uh, well, no, I oh. think it was just a regular SUV. Oh. But, uh, you know, people open fire because right. that's not a place you're allowed to be, lady. Yeah. And so she drives through this whole area, um, and then this is the thing I found most interesting about this story. She drove away. Like, she's like, all right, this is whatever her plan was, Whoa. which to this day, I don't right. think we know. Like what she was intent on doing. Did she accidentally go there? I don't know. Uh, I don't think you accidentally go and then like bullets start flying in and you're like, like yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I think you right. <laughs> 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 but so she drives through a bunch, like Ooh, she gets buddy. riddled with bullets. Yeah. Uh, the thing that's interesting about the story though is is after that experience, she got away 
and she went to go pick her mom up at the airport. Well, okay, if she gets... <laughs> So much going on here. I know. There's a lot of things. Okay. It, first thing, so she was getting shot at. Mm-hmm. She's a trained opera singer, by the way. Oh. That's her That's her gig in life. That adds to the story. I know, because she's probably singing while yeah, she's Yeah, maybe driving. she's singing some opera. Oh, for sure. Huh. I think you're scared. I mean, I'm not trying to make light of this, but at the same right. time, she's okay. So I think if you're going through that well, experience. That, yeah, that changes the whole story. But then she swings by the airport, picks her mom up, and they, they get a room at a hotel. And then that's where they're picked up by by authorities. What? I just can't I can't imagine like if mom didn't know this don't make sense. Right. Like let's say this was just like a last minute plan and mom's not clued in at all, and you roll up to the airport with like a destroyed vehicle. Roll up, roll a ve- up. A vehicle just like just inundated with bullets, a Swiss cheese of an SUV, and mom's just like so we're to the hotel then. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What ha- what happened? What's your neck what, like? Was there- was there any other additional conversations? Hey, what? You know, I yeah. see a couple of... Did you run into a pole at the McDonald's drive-thru? Like, Honey, what's you, going on you might want to get the car checked. Like right. my mom with the three visits to get me up yeah. in the morning. She would do the first, like, there might be some things going on. Maybe you need to take it to the speed yeah. lube in Bloomington. Well, they'll tell you stuff's leaking. <laughs> They're really good at finding leaks there. <laughs> they'll lube so you they'll, up. They'll, hey, now, none of that. I don't want any of that. Uh, but no, so I, I just can't believe that that's the rest of that story. Like, that she drove through the situation... Gets just shot at by a bunch of uh, security, drives away, and then like decides to run an errand. You know, like there's there's no. <laughs> what are you thinking? I don't know. The second part, I can't believe she didn't leave mom at the airport. And I know that that that's a, a bold move for like next Thanksgiving. Right. But come on, like you got things going on, you should just run, and you're probably still going to get caught. But at least then you don't have mom, and you're in some hotel somewhere. So what are they doing now? Well, I think I think she's going to be very much in trouble. I think she's oh. in custody still, and and bad things are going to happen to that lady. Uh, but it's just it's surreal to me to hear the idea that like she went about the rest of her day. Yeah, and you just know? chill, right? Like she's playing a game of Grand Theft Auto or something. Right. Yeah. Like and then right because with that game, once you elude security, they just give up. Yeah. There's yeah, we're done. <laughs> You I won. mean, honestly, it's like she went shopping for groceries after. She's like, okay, and then I'm doing this, and, you know, that's my day-to-day. The opera singer. What? I don't know. It's crazy. What, okay, why didn't Secret, Secret Service catch her when they were shooting at her car? Well, because she got away. I mean, the car was in motion. They, they were trying, they obviously. Did chase after her? I'm sure they did, but somehow she, she eluded them. How do you elude police with a giant SUV with bullet holes over it? I can't tell you a lot of the answers, Blake. Well, I need to know these. Maybe she just plays a lot of Grand Theft Auto. Well, she knows to turn maybe. on those side Well, streets. she sings opera, so... Right. I mean. She doesn't seem to care about her vehicle, either. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's just a crazy... It's a crazy story with a kind of surreal ending to all of it, with the fact that she's, you know... I, I just can't believe that Mom got in the car, either. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, I know it's your kid. Right. I know the whole thing. But if, like, my child, which I don't have any, were to roll up at an airport picking me up with bullet holes just riddled through her vehicle, and she said that she had just, like, sort of kind of attacked uh, a presidential location, right. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to just get a cab. But sometimes just, as a parent, you're just like, I don't even want to know. Right. And you just get in the car. <laughs> no, you're, like, you know, you're not a parent. I don't think that's you know, true. I just don't want to know what I don't think when the doing. kid rolls up with bullet holes in the car, <laughs> you're the kind of parent I just don't want to know. I don't want to know. By the way, speaking of parenting, and I'm not the, the guy to you know, uh, I weigh in on this, but I'm going to. The whole Jennifer Lopez, Shakira thing. Right. And i got to take a break. I'll get to it after 3 o'clock because uh, we got a news update coming up. But th- this whole thing is interesting to me, and I think I understand um, the side that I don't agree with. So I'll do my best to represent it, but 829-2345. I'd love to hear from people, too. A quick break, a lot more. Analogist Brian Walder, mostly cloudy, mild today. 
Uh, tonight, cloudy with showers possible, a low of 33. Tomorrow, showers possible. That could turn to light snow, high of 36. Wednesday, snow showers possible, high of 34. Thursday, partly sunny, a high of 33. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 58 degrees. Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I need to have dramatic uh, music end every time I jump on the air. That was cool right at the end there. That was fun. Uh, that's the halftime show. Shakira, J-Lo. Uh, J-Lo's kid made an appearance, which was kind of cute. Um, but there's a lot, of, a lot of hubbub. A lot of people are very angry. Uh, mostly these are parents who are angry because they said that the Super Bowl halftime show went way too far as far as, you know, morality. Um, you know, the, the choreography was too sexy, the, you know, whatever, et cetera. I think it was probably uh, slightly bad timing, I guess, for anyone that thinks that a, a stripper pull is inappropriate at a halftime show, that Jennifer Lopez was just in a movie uh, where she played a character who, who did that, and she learned a bunch of that stuff. So I'm sure that's how that got incorporated into her halftime show, is that she has a new skill. She was, you know, training a lot. And there are, like, workout... I think there's even workout stuff here in Bloomington where you can, you know, uh, exercise via a, a pull situation, whatever. But so a lot of people were really upset. I saw a lot of the upset takes, uh, which as a, I guess, <laughs> this might not be surprising, a 35, a 34-year-old guy, I, I immediately, I was not offended when I watched it. Like, that wasn't my reaction. I thought it was a pretty good uh, halftime show. I thought it was pretty common, you know. Like, I remember Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. That had a sexual element to it, obviously, even before the thing that got them in trouble. Um, and so then when I found that the takes were as strong as they were, and eight two nine two three four five. I'd love to hear from you if you were upset by the halftime show. I tried to kind of understand it from both sides. I also don't have any kids, so it is hard for me sometimes to put on the parent hat since it's all just imaginary and none of it's real and understand how I'd feel if I had like a a kid sitting with me. And so I had two kind of reactions to the whole the hubbub, etc. Uh, one, I don't truthfully know how different this halftime show was to any other ones you know like adam levine was shirtless for his uh which was a a common uh thing that got mentioned when people were fighting about this on social media with people saying double standard whatever um and i know that as i said jennifer uh jennifer uh janet jackson excuse me and justin timberlake had the controversy one uh so my first reaction was that this wouldn't be fined by the fcc what they aired on super bowl sunday during the halftime show there's no fine coming so at least if we're talking about television standards, they weren't broken uh, last night. There, there was no level of that. So then it just becomes more of an opinion, a morality thing, etc. And so then I started to think about that. Like, again, trying as best I could to a reaction that I didn't have, a feeling that I didn't have, and finding an understanding for people who had it. And so I came away with this. Uh, and I have uh, nieces and nephews who are, you know, of an age that I think if my brother watched the Super Bowl, which I think he did, it might have been awkward uh, to sit through that thing with your kids sitting there. They're uh, 8, 10, and 13 right now. So there, I'm sure there's questions and levels to that that you don't really want. Although those kids all seem to still be you know, beautifully naive to a lot of the stuff. Um, and then actually there's this experience I just had last week at the YMCA that I thought of when I was trying to, to brainstorm this whole thing. 
Um, and truthfully, my reaction is that I think however good or bad it is, in today's day and age, with the amount of technology available, social media, YouTube, whatever, and, and how difficult it is if you are a parent to police all of those things, you know, like TikTok, for example, is an app that a whole lot of kids use. Um, the amount of suggestive material on those things is incredibly disappointing. Uh, if you have a kid that either doesn't understand it or, you know, uh, whatever. Um, but it, it's certainly out there. So, and I don't mean to make this argument lightly. I think in today's day and age, if you felt awkward watching that halftime show with your kid, it's incredibly likely that they have seen or heard worse from some of the things that they go to quite often. Some of the things that they, you know, uh, encounter on YouTube, et cetera, have probably educated them well beyond whatever questions might have come up while watching the halftime show with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Um, and, and one of the reasons I say that is because of that experience at the YMCA I just mentioned. So I'm sitting outside the women's locker room waiting for my wife, who's changing after a Zumba class, because we take Zumba now. And these three little kids are playing uh, with their phone, and they're kind of away from me. And certainly I never felt appropriate to, like, you know, tell them not to play whatever game they were playing. But the game seemed to be one that, that kids shouldn't be playing. And it's not, I'm not saying it's R-rated or anything like that, but it had a PG-13 feel to it. It felt like a, a game you'd play at a, at a party if you were in high school or college that had, like, little challenges, little truths or dares to it that certainly weren't appropriate for the, the ages of the kids that were playing the game. And, and lovely, one of the kids, one of the younger ones, uh, she said, I don't think this is for children, to her friends as they're playing it. But, like, that is pretty uh, demonstrative of what I'm saying, that in today's day and age, either by accident or on purpose, the amount of access to material worse than what happened at the Super Bowl, and, again, not FCC finable as well, is, is incredible. Uh, it's so unique in today's day and age that, like, I, I don't think any kids, unfortunately, were educated very much at all by that halftime show. So when I see the take, like, this is an awkward conversation I now have to have with my children, I, I don't think that's accurate. I still understand, you know, you feeling like it wasn't appropriate. for you. Every parent gets to, gets to raise their kid however they want. But at the same time, like, you can't force those, those feelings, and this is my opinion, on, like, a halftime show. <laughs> That's airing on Fox and, again, cannot be fined by the FCC for what they put out there in the world. It's certainly no worse than, than the things that have been fined by the FCC in the past. So, so my reaction to all of that, all the hubbub over it, is to try to be fair, to try to think about it as if I were, you know, someone who was upset to see it because I didn't want a child of mine to sit with me to feel like I approved in some way uh, them seeing it if, if I thought they were too young to see sexual dancing. But, but that would exist in almost anything on YouTube. I mean, if you go to the Grammys, which happened a week or two before, which had a, a very young uh, audience to watch it, their, their demos are very young, Ariana Grande, among with several other people, um, did similar things. There was no pull in that, their situation, but certainly um, you would have a similar reaction. And that's uh, kids love uh, a lot of those people who are in social media right now, who are on, you know, YouTube videos and, and people famous like Ariana Grande, singers, etc. And some of them, they just they just miss it. They miss the things that are, you know, dirty, the things that are, you know, salacious to, to the adults in the room. And they, they just enjoy the music. And it was it was a good halftime show, uh, in my opinion. The amount of, like, pyrotechnics that existed, the, the, they both sang for real. 
Um, they did a lot of, I thought, very good songs, very big songs for both of them. And yeah, there were there were elements of. But if you don't, you know, think that that is is commonplace right now in music, then unfortunately, I think you're missing out on a whole lot of what's co- currently going on in the YouTube worlds, the music worlds. And so, you know, if that kind of stuff is enough to get you to be as mad as a lot of people were on social media, um, you know, I, I just I would say that you probably should do a better job of, of digesting all the other content that your kid might be coming across uh, before pinpointing that as maybe the, the most, you know, unacceptable of things that's out there. And I know that it's a huge platform. I get that part of the concept, that it's the Super Bowl halftime show, hundreds of million, like 100 million plus people, whatever, are watching it. So it's, it's a big deal to have something happen there. But again, I don't think it's all that different than at least some of the halftime shows that we've seen in recent past. Um, and more importantly... It's much tamer than the things that I think most kids, unfortunately, are coming across on their own on a daily basis. Quick break, a lot more. Free in your app store. Now, back to the Craig Carlin Show on WJBC. Thank you to my callers who called in off the air. Uh, Not surprising, nobody that called in just now wanted to go on the air. Although one of the guys said that he didn't think it was, you know, much of a big deal at all. So he, he said that he didn't think anyone needed that opinion. Uh, but that it was out there that, you know, to him, there's worse things, like I said, uh, that exist in this world. Or even just the, uh, I think he had mentioned the amount of alcohol that's consumed and how, uh, you know, kind of okay everyone treats that to be. Uh, that might be worse than any lessons learned from a halftime show of any Super Bowl. Um, although, you know, that was his take, not mine. I'm just relaying the message. He didn't give a name. Uh, the other guy that called in, his name was John. He asked me if I thought there was a racial component to the criticism. Uh, he actually said racism. Um, and that, that's a very charged word. If I if I say that people who complained have an element of racism in their complaint, I, I think a lot of people would say, "Of course they're not." Um, and so I'm not I'm not sure that I would I would use that strong of a term. Uh, but I do think that maybe there's an uncomfortability at times with different cultures and the Latin culture. Um, certainly, the Miami Latin culture would very much have influenced that halftime show, in my opinion. Uh, you'd see a lot of you know. Similar stuff if you went to a a club, you know, (laughs) like that in that community. Um, And so I I think that maybe, yeah, maybe I don't want to go as far as to call it racism. um, But I would say that maybe there's an uncomfortability or a difference in cultures that might influence some of the people who who complain. So I thank you, John, uh, for calling in as well. And I was talking about the Jennifer Lopez Shakira halftime show, um, which Shakira really crushed, by the way. I thought she did a great job. J-Lo, I thought some of her songs were, you know, uh, well, I guess they both had a lot of dated songs in there, but I don't know. I don't know why it had to be both and not just one or the other. Um, but, you know, they seemed to enjoy the the show together. I thought Shakira did a little better than J-Lo, in my opinion. I got another caller calling in. Uh, WJBC, what's your name? Hey, what's shaking? It's Brian. What do you want to say, bud? Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I just feel like people are just getting wound up about nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I think people literally in this day and age, we've come to a time where people look for a reason to be offended i mean i thought the whole time i talked to scott this morning like i told him i go i thought it was i thought it was a fireman's poll and it was a tribute to first responders i'm like these people there you are go. perverts that yeah people perverts that think it's freaking stripper pole how like, funny wow. how funny i mean she was just in the movie hustlers which she had you know quite a few awards <laughs> right. so i think yeah. oh well, yeah then someone on your page even put it today like oh there's the end of j-lo i'm like isn't she up for like awards <laughs> or, or she a is role that she just for, played in that? Like, for her acting like, for sure 
happen. No, 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 like people no. get out of your closet. You know, you know I mean? Brian, like, I, I agree. I don't want to be totally insensitive, though, because, like, you have kids. Do you have kids? Oh, yeah, but mine are teenagers. And, okay. Like, Is, nobody was naked. No. Was there an age, though, just out of curiosity, Brian, was there an age your kids would have been? I don't know. Do you have boys or girls? I have uh, son and two girls. Okay, one son, two girls. Is there an age where you would have felt uncomfortable seeing that halftime show with them, or would you, you know, have have not worried about it no matter how old they'd been? I, I mean, I don't. I didn't really find it like. I mean, the Jennifer Lopez, the second part of her outfit, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't even skin. That's no. not skin that I know. you see in there. That's <laughs> tight. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like you know. It's like saying would I be offended if my kids looked at a woman who was wearing like an outfit but it was skin colored you right know what I mean? like, or you're you know, like if you're skin. if your kids went to the beach and saw people in bathing suits would they be yeah I, I get that i i just since i don't have any kids i want to be hypersensitive to the idea that maybe there's some oh, age out I'm there sure, i'm sure the yeah. helicopter parents you know i mean their parents they don't want the kids like breathing, breathing diesel fuels if a, <laughs> a truck goes by and stuff you know what i mean parents right these days man they, they the kids are never gonna experience life until they're away from the parents. That's so absolutely true. what it is. Well, thank you for the call, Brian. Thank you. i got to take a break, yeah, but thanks for calling in. Yep. Uh, and real quick, I will say in response to what Brian just said, too, about, you know, kids won't experience life until they get away from... I think because, as I was talking about before, the technology that exists, the social media that exists, kids are getting away, air quotes, from their parents while they're sitting at home in their room upstairs. The, the amount of things that, that you are, you know, interacting with and privy to compared to even when I was a kid... When uh, the internet was, you know, still kind of becoming a thing, but you didn't have a cell phone in your hand 24-7 when I was growing up. I think now, you know, there's so much more things to worry about than the content of that halftime show. Quick break, a lot more. They're mostly cloudy, mild, 58 degrees right now at Radio Bloomington. Cloudy with a few showers possible this evening, a low of 33. Tomorrow, showers possible, turning to light snow, high of 36. Wednesday, snow showers possible, high of 34. Thursday, partly sunny, high of 33. As I said, right now, it is 58 degrees. If you want to give me a call, 829-2345. I am going to move on to other topics. But if you want to talk about the halftime show, because I saw a lot of people were upset by it, I'd love to hear uh, the counter-argument, because I haven't heard it yet. 829-2345, if you thought the halftime show was not something we should have seen last night. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. Neil, do you think there's a rule that I can only talk about so much football? Like, uh, it just ended last night, but I have, I have more football stuff, so I want to keep going just a little longer. Oh, the more football, okay. the merrier. i got to talk about Brady again. Uh, did you hear the story that uh, the Patriots are willing to give him $30 million bucks? I did hear that today. $30 million for one season. I think Tommy wants more uh, commitment. I think that for whatever reason, most people, um, <laughs> most people, I imagine even Giselle, is aware that Tom is kind of a, each season could be, be his last, like, age, except him. I think he would like a long-term commitment more than money. Um, and I think that Bill Belichick is the biggest roadblock in his path. But it was reported, Ian Rappaport, that the Patriots would be willing to cut Tommy a one-year check, $30 bucks. Uh, and I think this goes to what a lot of people have said, uh, including you and including Mark, when I've said that I don't think he's coming back to New England. Um, they don't have anybody. At least for next season, they don't have a, a viable, better option without turning to free agency. So... You know, uh, Kraft really wants him back, in my opinion. Belichick does not. Did you see how far? I know that it was shot in a certain way. They wanted certain people standing next to each other, you know, for the 100 best player thing. But those guys were at opposite ends. 
<laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, but I, I do think, like you said, I they had the quarterbacks together, right. the coaches I know. were together. So I know. I, 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 I know mean, it wasn't their decision per se. Right. But I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. that they didn't they weren't hugging it out at any point walking on or off the field. Uh and I, I just think that both guys deep in their heart resent the credit the other guy's gotten for their success together. And I think at this time Belichick's the long term play. Um and I think if he really does push, um, because he can, uh, but if he does push to make it like a him or me, I think the Patriots finally move away. But a one year thirty million, I'm sure that Belichick would have signed off on that. It doesn't sound like Tommy is is stoked about that um, as far as the way that things are getting leaked right now. Are you surprised that Brady isn't isn't content with that? I mean, not not really because I again, he's got to know he's getting to the end. But I don't think he wants you know that one year deal. But I don't right. know what he is going to expect to get going anywhere else. Maybe he gets a two year contract somewhere else on a team that's I mean right, guys, on the, right on the cusp of you know maybe getting over the edge. But right. You know, I don't know what he's really going to expect. I mean, I think somebody's going to offer him something, but I, at least for New England's purposes, oh, I, I think I know somebody's going to offer him something. Well, uh, the oh, Raiders sure. are going to write a blank check. They're like, uh, we're moving to Vegas. Tommy Brady being the star of our football team sounds amazing. You can have any amount. The guy's forty-two. He'll be forty-three in August of of this year, so he will turn forty-three long before uh, a Super Bowl were to happen. Um, and if you sign him on a two-year, you got a quarterback that's forty-four. You know, by the end of that second year, um, although uh, Rich Gannon uh, comes to mind. Rich Gannon, I don't know if you know who that is, a quarterback with the uh, the Raiders as well back in the day. At the tail end of his career, he won a Super Bowl, or at least was in a Super Bowl, I think, with that team, uh, just throwing little shuttle and dump passes. Um, essentially, some of the things that we saw um, uh, Garoppolo last night that counted as like passes that were not really passes, uh, Tommy might get to a point where that's the entirety of his offense. Um, if he wants to stay in the league as long as a, a Rich Gannon, which I actually don't even remember how old Rich was, because at this point, you know, at that point when they were playing, I don't think that it was commonplace to see a guy in his 40s play like it is now. Uh, he's currently 54. He last played in 2004. So, no, I don't think that he was he was uh, as old as Tommy. But still, it's, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where... And also, the other rumor is that Tom Brady feels like there weren't enough weapons in uh in New England, which there were not. There were certainly not enough weapons. So they need more of those, more playmakers. They did have one, uh, by the way, uh, but a guy that just had way too many off-field issues uh, to stick with the team, uh, I think they would have been... Do you think they go to the Super Bowl if Antonio Brown had kept his set himself together? I, I mean, I think he makes a big difference. I think him a and big Tom could have could have figured something out. Yeah. I mean, he I don't even know what week he got there. I mean, it was early in the year, so you would think they would develop some type of rapport and probably have a pretty good chance to make a little bit of a run. I believe that uh, he missed week one entirely, so he, he played in week two and then was gone by week three uh, by his time this season with New England. Um, and he had a bunch of additional off-the-field issues. So, But I think a playmaker like that, like that level, when you see the guy play with a Randy Moss, even if he's aging, uh, guys can you know do enough with really good players to still look pretty good. And Tom did throw for four thousand yards. Uh, he did have his worst completion percentage, worst quarterback rating of his career uh, this past year. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that right now, New England would very much like a future option. And watching Garoppolo play the other night, if you're a Belichick live from the audience, has to have some layer of uh, you know because Garoppolo actually looked pretty good. For a guy that didn't do a lot in the two games prior to it, he didn't play terrible up until those interceptions at the end. And that's when you're just, like, desperate, you know? 
No, and he's a guy that right is doable enough, and where New England would put some pieces around oh, Garoppolo, yeah. so they're they're kicking themselves for for losing him. For I just sure. I, you know I don't know what they do if they lose Tom. It's like I mean, and you think they've got some type of. I'm not saying New England has no plan at all, but yeah. unless they're going to trade and or they have some quarterback in this upcoming draft that they like late in the first I'm assuming they have a first round pick late unless but you know they gotta tank for a year man what they really have to do is tank for a year and get Brady they're for sure gonna have to tank well yeah well you think so you think that they just commit to being a terrible uh football team for a year I I don't think you could they can ever be terrible terrible but I mean I you know if they lose Brady this year I mean Mm -hmm. maybe they only win eight games next year or so you know something along that line if you started if you started mass trading uh stocking up on draft picks and things that belichick really likes and then you had a shot at trevor lawrence um that would be a very interesting uh new england patriots team Uh, and so again i I think even for that reason i I wonder if belichick has even had though and i don't know why this is more fascinating to me than patrick mahomes and the guy who won the super bowl but tom brady is more fascinating he had a commercial that happened during the game and that was to me like the oh moment of the whole thing i don't know why but that you know i think that's so interesting how that's all playing out right now because uh when tom was playing at the same time as peyton manning and i think there was an argument as to which of those two guys was the better current player uh the thing tom would always say at the end of a an interview when they turned the microphones off from what i hear is that tom had envisioned himself playing for many years beyond peyton and so i think that's the one thing he prides himself on the reason his diet is so insane for a guy in his early 40s, he'd like to play till he's 45 years old. I think he'd just like to do that for the the add to his legacy that that would be, you know, that he refused to deteriorate for longer than anybody ever predicted. It's just the question, where, I know. where is that going to be? I think Belichick would think it was like a year ago. I think Belichick wouldn't have been so sad if they had traded Tommy back in 17, um, even though they did win another Super Bowl together. So, We'll see. I don't know. It was an interesting. It was the most interesting to me uh, storyline, and it's a guy that wasn't wasn't playing. One other quick thing, then I got to take a break. Last football topic. I swear I'll move on after this, uh, even though I might talk about commercials. Uh, the Super Bowl winner, one of the winners, Kansas City Chiefs, Derek uh, Nadai. Uh, he is a defensive tackle for the team. Did you hear what he did? I read a headline. Didn't he donate something? Or? He he. Well, I, essentially, it's a donation. He paid for all the adoption fees at these uh, adoption centers throughout Kansas City. Um, so essentially, he just gave them money for anybody that can go now adopt their their pet for free at several different locations. Because Derek was like, you know what? I'm covering that, and that's cool, man. We see these like you pay for the things on back order at Walmart and stuff on Christmas. There's these new ways that athletes and celebrities are, are donating money. And that I, this was an original idea. You pay for 100 available dogs to be adopted for free from the KC Pet Project. I mean, there's zero bad publicity from that situation. That was a genius move and a great move, and I hope he just really loves animals because, you know, props to him. That, that's, that was awesome. He's probably got like four or five dogs running around oh, at home. Oh, for and sure. Yeah. For sure. He'll probably take all 100, 100 if uh, nobody else wants them. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. that's fine. If nobody else picks these up, send them all to my house. Uh, quick break. A lot more. ABC. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC. I kind of wish I could record the uh, off-the-air conversations every so often because Mark Strauss and I were just debating the Tommy Brady. Why is he the most dynamic story? Do you agree with that first, Neil, that he is? I mean, I definitely thought the commercial was great, and obviously yeah. 
I mean, he was there, like he said. So him and Belichick, there was that dynamic with them mm-hmm. just on the field. Yeah, I mean, it just felt different without the Patriots maybe being in that game. Or yeah. even, you know, they weren't even in the AFC Championship. It wasn't even like you could say, ah, oh, the Chiefs took down New England in a you know tough AFC Championship game to get to this. I mean, it just... Just the fact that there wasn't really much mention of the Patriots was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Interesting, right? Um, yeah. No. Well, we saw the heir apparent to Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes uh, playing football, winning the game, et cetera. Although I would argue, and granted, I don't think Tommy did very well in his first Super Bowl. Uh, and this was the one where Drew Bledsoe gets hurt and he plays and then wins. Uh, but I think he was backed up by a great defense the first time they won a championship. I do not think he won the MVP award as well that first year. Um Patrick Mahomes looked like he had problems. He looked like, and I promised I would stop talking about football, but I can't. For three quarters, man, Patrick Mahomes looked way overhyped. And I'm not saying that I actually believed that because he's an excellent, excellent player, deserved his MVP award uh, for the season when he won it last year, deserved many of the things, many of the accolades given to him. But if you, if your only, you know, your cone of experience had been the first three quarters of that game and you had gone in being told that this is the next great player in this in this uh, league, in this uh, sport, I think you would have said, man, that really? Because he missed several passes. There were some ugly passes, and I know the pressure from the 49ers causes as much of that as anything else, but being a 24-year-old kid who's just like this rocket ship of success, I think it caught up with him for a majority of that game, and that, I think, made it even more interesting to think about what's going on with the Patriots and what's going on with Brady because there is still that, that distance from really owning it by being the best of the best on the biggest stage, which are the things where the Michael Jordans of the world always, always rose to the occasion. Those guys, the best of the best, the Tom Brady's, when you put them on the biggest stage, they have the best game. And for most of that game, Patrick Mahomes did not have, he had the worst game I've seen him play, I think, that I've ever seen. Uh, And I, I don't watch him every single week, but I've seen several regular season Patrick Mahomes games, and for a while that was ugly. Yeah, I mean, and he they definitely struggled throughout the playoffs. I mean, they were down yeah. every game. Yep. I think it's some record, you know, first team to be down in every playoff game and, you know, win the Super Bowl. And I read some stats, too. I, I don't know, you know, obviously he's young. He's early in his career. But supposedly Mahomes, I guess, is 5-0, and went down double digits <laughs> in the second half, and they threw up some stat. That's Obviously, awesome. again, young. I missed that five one. 5-0, yeah. but Kurt Warner was like 2-44. and 44 Wow. Double digits. And I don't know if that was going into the fourth quarter or second half alone, but he had some terrible record. And obviously, he's a that's Hall of an Fame unfair. Yeah, that's an unfair comparison too. I, I see True. that they do that a lot because uh, Kurt had some similar success in the first three years of his NFL career as uh, Patrick did. Kurt was a much older guy who played arena football first, uh, so he was a much more experienced, much different quarterback by the time he's part of the greatest show on turf when he plays with the uh, the St. Louis Rams. So it's just, it's just a very different situation. Um, than what Patrick is doing because he's literally a 24-year-old kid um, and drafted after Mitchell Trubisky, which, again, I don't know as a uh, a Bears fan. I saw several Bears fans in my Facebook feed uh, last night enjoying him struggling for three quarters and then doing the uh, typical, the more typical thing, which is regretting not having him in that fourth quarter, uh, which was just interesting for me to watch. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm Uh, right, right there with him. I got you. I also do think, though, that if Lawrence wound up being a, a Patriot, that would be New Dynasty. That, that would. If they can tank this year, they might have a shot at New Dynasty with Belichick shaping one more quarterback and finally getting sole credit for the fact that he is, he's the reason they're so good. Um, you know, I, whatever. And it, move on. I said I'd move on. I want to move on. 
and then I kind of don't. Uh, have you seen this reward for plucking a tire off of a crocodile? I imagine the answer is no. I have not. Okay. This is a thing in Australia, or, excuse me, Indonesia right now. A 13-foot-long crocodile has a motorcycle tire wrapped around its neck that it's had there for three years. Three years this thing has been around the, the crocodile's neck. It's very sad. Uh, if you're just saying it, you know, this animal seems like it, it would very much prefer that it's, it's off. Uh, but no one knows how to remove it. They don't want to, like, go in and, I guess, like, drug him and put him to sleep or whatever and move it when he's not a threat. So there's currently a reward in place if you can remove this tire from this crocodile. And very few people have attempted, none obviously successful, uh, but there's currently a financial reward from, uh, I believe it's one of the, uh, the donors to a big animal thing there, a big uh, conservatory, that said he would, he would give money. And I think that it's actually even a mystery how much right now, but more than worth your while if you can pluck this tire off a croc. So I ask you, Neil Doyle, 13-foot crocodile, motorcycle tire, what amount of money? Uh, none. I'm not. None. Take, I'm not taking none, the chance. No money. Uh-uh. Zero dollars could no. get you to to try to your best, you know, in, impression of any kind of wildlife guy. And this is this almost seems like they're doing it for the aspect to just see if who would do it. Can do it. I guess who would because it's like three years. On. You're telling me that they couldn't put this thing down for you know a little. I, I think they could. They could trank him probably oh, for sure easily. So and this just, is all. This is all just to see. <laughs> What crazy person will do it or, you know, what happens? I, I don't this know. It almost seems like a, it's it's just not, like a stunt. It's not nice, though, if it's a stunt because the crocodile is uh, technically suffocating, even though he's survived all three years. The I read a bunch of the information about how detrimental this could be to the animal's health, so it, it really should be removed. Um, and I 829-2345, any adventurous listeners out there, what amount of cash? I know I don't think they're up to the amount that I do it for, but there is absolutely an amount of dollars, and my wife would be as willing to send me. She wouldn't do it, Neil, but she would kick me in the butt and tell me to go. I know that if we got over $1.5 I would say just a mil uh, would be, you know, enough. But I think Betty would want that extra $500,000 cushion to make it feel special. $1.5 million, I'll wrestle a crocodile. I know that that's way too much. No one's going to be offering that amount. And I'm assuming at that amount you're still a no? Yeah, I just have, you know, I'd rather just stay where I am uh, okay. financially. I you know, right. easily could use the 1.5 mil, but right. that's, you know. 1.752? I'd, I'd rather have an arm and a leg when it's all said and done. You never and, know, man. Yeah. On the off chance, you get the tire off the crocodile and you're perfectly fine. I mean, like, I know it was a gamble, but if you get out a uh, perfect way, that's 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 a move. I feel like the odds on that are not great. I would love to talk to Sean P. Craig about that if it happens to me. I'm like, man, how did you make working for a newer used vehicle at a low price than Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. From ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, mostly cloudy and mild today. Cloudy with showers possible tonight, a low of 33. Tomorrow, showers possible, turning to light snow, a high of 36. Wednesday, snow showers possible, high of 34. Thursday, sunny again, high of 33, though. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it's still 56 degrees. Get outside. But don't stop listening to the radio outside. You're listening to The Great Collin Show on WJBC. Take me with you outside. It's fine. Roll down the windows if you're driving a car. Enjoy it, because we only get a few more hours of it. 60-degree day, pretty much. Here in Bloomington, normal today, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm always fascinated by how people date 
in uh, in this day and age. I, I enjoy stories about dating. I don't know why. Uh, I like The Bachelor and Bachelorette just like Blake Haas does. Uh, not as much as my wife or Blake, but I, I watch it. And so this story, like many that I'll do every so often on the show, uh, makes me laugh. Uh, this guy's name is Mark. He's 30 years old. He lives in the U.K. I guess he lives in Sheffield, which doesn't matter for the story because none of us live there. But <laughs> that's where he lives. Uh, and 30 is that prime age when people definitely start to to fall into serious relationships and or get married. Late 20s, early 30s. So Mark wound up being the last of his buddies that's still out there in the dating world. And all of his friends have moved on, gotten married. Some are even having kids. Mark was feeling sad. Um, and he uses all the dating apps. But I guess for Mark, for some reason, Neil, they're not terribly successful. That's not his game. So what did he do? Well, he happens to be a PR guy. So he bought a billboard. He bought a billboard for $550. It's on a, a thoroughfare in Manchester, UK. And it points back to a website. Uh, visit uh, datingmark.co.uk, which is an active... I went to it. It's a real website. But the billboard, which is 20 feet tall, says single, question mark, date mark. This could be uh, the sign you've been waiting for. Visit datingmark.co.uk. When you go to the website, it then mentions the fact that he is in... Uh, marketing, and he must be pretty good at it because by getting to this website, he's demonstrated his skills. So he's he two of the the main things you got to do in the dating world. He's doing in one off. He's demonstrating a, a sense of humor, and he's also demonstrating a sense of being good at his job. Before you even meet the guy, he's got those two things going for him. He has one thousand five hundred and fifty seven total date applications, as they're called. You can apply by clicking a button. Um, but yeah, he's he. How different is it though? the actual billboard on, like, the street, and being on a dating app. There's not much difference. I know that it's, you know, you're, you're um, broadening the amount of people that are going to encounter uh, said, you know, dating profile by it just being anyone that drives on that street. But isn't, isn't the Tinder or the whatever, aren't those dating billboards, essentially? I mean, realistically, because don't those apps work depending on where you are that's like who you can see on the app yeah. so it's kind of same for same right because yeah. i mean whoever drives by this billboard <laughs> even if you were on tinder you would probably run across you know you'd be swiping and you'd probably come across this guy honestly he's just he's going old school with something that's currently new age in the whole technology world and like i said he's just he's being a little more open than people who are on an app because you're you're getting a a you know smaller audience but obviously he doesn't even know which one to be on maybe and he's just He's out there in the world. I think it's hilarious, this idea. I really do. I love that he would just be like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's throw up my face. And I don't think he's the first one to do this move, but 1,500 applications to date him. I mean, that's not bad. I would say it turned out to be pretty successful. I mean, who knows? You, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's any matches well, in there. true. This is The Bachelor on steroids. He, he lists a bunch of facts and stats about himself, too. He says that he only has two friends which is kind of a, that's not leading with like the good qualities, I guess, bud. He's six feet tall. His location, he said, is Sheffield, like I said. He has an eye color that's, that looks like it's from like some sort of marketing thing because it's got a bunch of like uh, letters and numbers in it. So I think that he, he was very specific about his eye color. And uh, the last thing, maybe the, the not as surprising to some of us thing, he's only kissed three girls so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it says stats-wise on his page. So, you know, good luck to Mark. I hope that he, he figures that out in the dating world. I just, I love that story. That you'd be like, you know what? I'm not enjoying any of these apps. I'm not, the conversations aren't what I want them to be or whatever. So let me just throw an actual billboard up and just see what happens. And I hope we hear a follow-up to this. He 
finds a nice lady. And, I hope so. You know, things go well for him. Although you point that out, uh, I do. I did a story, I think it was maybe a couple weeks ago, about that uh, billionaire in Japan who was uh, trying to get a date on the moon. Do you remember that? Yes. He's trying to do a first date reality show, whatever, take somebody up to the moon. Bunch of just tons of people had applied. to. He dropped out. The update recently, I saw it over the weekend, that billionaire no longer wants to do the show. The date, any of it, he's backing away from the project. So... Updates are not always great. Do you think he just got overwhelmed or something? Because there were so many applications. Maybe. And he had said he wanted to meet all the people beforehand, which is not a blind date to the moon. That's that's misinformed. If he's going to get to meet you and, you know, introduce himself, all that stuff, that's not allowed. I want dating rules to be fair here. It has to be actual blind date to the moon. But, yeah, that probably was part of it. He's also the same guy who's giving a bunch of people a million dollars. He's giving 12 people a million dollars this year to see if money makes people happier. Hmm. He's just doing it. They, 12 people from his social media pages are going to get $100,000 uh, a month for, I guess that's 10 months in a row, and then they get they get a million bucks. This guy seems like an interesting character. I'm going to guess that the uh, date to the moon comes comes back around. It's The idea is so? going to come back. Yeah, he just okay. seems like I don't think that's something. He can't totally walk away. No. Yeah. yeah. But it's got to be blind. It's got to be blind date. You, no way you can meet the person beforehand. I mean, the amount of pressure going into that event and the amount of time you'd spend together with this person if, it, if you didn't hit it off, it's not like you can excuse yourself to the bathroom and disappear. You're on the entire thing all the way up to the moon and then coming back. I feel like they're going to be able to talk because right where he wants to meet the people, they'll be like, yeah. hey, look, it, it, it won't be that bad. This is a once-in-a-lifetime right. thing. you got a bunch of producers. Right. They're going to protect you. They're going to make sure that the person's as much of a match as they can be. But come on, man. Blind date to the moon. <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, and then this other guy's got a billboard begging for dates. So I, I love, I, I, I do. I like dating stories. Uh, I mentioned this before the news. I'll do it before a break. We got a break coming up in a little bit. Um, Neil, you've been hitting the gym a lot recently, right? I'm trying. Last week was my first week. There you go. Over to the Y, yeah. There you go. Um, did you know that a great way to boost both your performance and the benefits, the actual benefits of the workout, which is surprising to me that that's part of it, is you just listen to high tempo music in your little earbuds? Hmm. It does both things. A new study out of uh, Italy has demonstrated that not only do you try harder, not only is the workout better, does it ramp up quicker, et cetera, but the benefits, I guess, because of that additional um, ability to like put in hard work uh, over time is demonstrated through the study that people who listen to music, especially up-tempo, you know, Zumba-esque music, not, again, trying to sell you too hard on the Zumba, but that kind of stuff apparently really, really does good in the long haul. Are you a music listener? I, it varies. It varies up. Uh, gotcha. I'll do music. Maybe if I find something, you know, whether it be podcast or something that I want to listen to, or so, you know, sometimes too, I'll, I'll have different things I'll I'll watch on YouTube. So mm -hmm. if it's like a, you know, thirty minute video and I want to get on the treadmill or you know do cart, maybe I'll throw that up. So it varies. But yeah, I, I'll do or music. the morning show. Listen to the or, yeah, Scott or, Miller or, Morning or, Show or on or WJBC throw, yeah, or right here. JBC yeah. on yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go on the streaming app. You got it on TuneIn. Oh yeah, you got it on uh, any of the ones you want. iHeart. Uh, it's all over the place. Uh, yeah, well, that's cool. So, uh, and maybe they can, maybe you can ask for Scott to play more up tempo uh, bumps when he's coming in. I don't know what his bumps are like, but if he can do some like dancing groove bumps for you, so he's got the Neil Doyle workout bump, that might extra, that might uh, boost things even further in the right direction. That'd be great. There you go. We'll get it done. I know some people, you know some people. Quick break, a lot more. AM now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC. Hang out with you guys until 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, after me, we have the Coaches Show, the double Coaches Show from 6 to 7 and 7 to 8. So hang out for both of those and then a little bit of Ramsey. So every all the tastes are filled 
uh, if you hang out with us all evening long. I do have another break coming up, but real quick, I want to mention this. Uh, it's kind of a weird story. It's a surprising story. Uh, out of China, it has to do with the coronavirus. So the first doctor who started to notice issues, this was in Wuhan. Uh, it's Dr. Li Wenlang. Uh, I believe he, he's having conversations with colleagues. He's having conversations with other medical professionals that he knows, you know, different places. And at some point, China tried to shut all that down. Uh, they tried to have him not communicate anything beyond uh, the people that he worked with directly. Uh, and then eventually his location got raided and he was arrested back in December 30th. So this is another story breaking that demonstrates just how much might have been covered up uh, when initially things were starting to go bad as far as the coronavirus in China. Uh, and these stories are getting scary. I had a story last week about how bodies were mysteriously showing up in and cremation places and being cremated without any sort of information, just a directive to do it. Uh, now you hear that the doctors who initially were trying to, you know, raise awareness to these problems, specifically Dr. Lee, uh, wound up being in trouble and even arrested uh, during a raid of a of a hospital. So uh, as we continue to try to understand everything going on uh, in China, I think that the biggest thing that might have been exposed, not that it's surprising, but it's just how crazy these things continue to be. Because for whatever reason, SARS, a bunch of stuff comes from markets in China, and, and yet they continue to try to hide said things until it gets to the level that we're currently at, which, again, I not like anyone needs to be all that afraid here. Uh, the risk is incredibly low of any, as, any of us having to deal with it and or, you know, uh, being dangerously ill from it. But still, it was another story I saw that kind of scared me. Quick break, a lot more. I'll just, Brian Walder wants to weigh in with you guys. From Heart of Illinois ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and this is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Will continue to be cloudy but mild for the rest of the day today. The mostly cloudy skies continue overnight. We'll see some rain showers moving in with low temperatures tomorrow falling back into the low to mid 30s. High temperatures tomorrow likely staying in the 30s. The cold front's moving through, and behind it, colder air continues to move in. Eventually, we'll see a changeover from rain showers to snow showers. Then some light snow could continue into tomorrow night. Expect wake-up temperatures Wednesday morning in the mid-20s. Might see a few lingering light snow showers throughout the day on Wednesday into Wednesday night. High temperatures, fairly seasonal for this time of year. We'll be in the low 30s on Wednesday and staying in the low to mid-30s for Thursday and Friday with partly to mostly cloudy skies continuing. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thank you very much, Brian. Right now it is 56 degrees at Radio Bloomington. I'm better than ever. You're listening to the great college show on WJBC. Was it the most expensive nap ever taken? It seems like it might be the most expensive nap ever taken. A guy went viral. Uh, I guess somebody from Sporting News, an editor from Sporting News, first noticed this dude. He was in the lower bowl during the Super Bowl, so, like, uh, pretty good seats. Uh, the average ticket price for those seats was anywhere between $4,000 and $60,000. I guess $7,000 was a ticket if you bought it secondhand or whatever just to get into the place. Uh, so this guy probably spent a hefty price, or maybe somebody he went with spent a lot of money on the tickets because uh, the funny thing about him is he's wearing no, you know, garb for either team. He's got on plain khakis black t-shirt and the dude fell asleep in the first quarter of the game i don't know how you fall asleep during the first quarter of the super bowl this dude must have some sort of like incredible ability to to just go to sleep in any situation because the noise for the first quarter of the super bowl must be insane like the the amount of excitement from fans in general 
just, you know, being there and being a part of it, that, I assume, was as loud as it got outside of maybe the very end in any sort of dramatic comeback situation. But I, people are standing up cheering, going crazy, and this guy was asleep. Are we impressed with his ability to fall asleep? Well, I've never been to a Super Bowl, but I don't know if there's any type of uh, tailgating activity or, <laughs> you know, they are in Miami, so yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of festivities leading up to that game. It was a later kick at night. So, it was, you, know, I, you know, yeah, right. I, I the won. perfect storm. He could have been out the night before, like you said, and he's or, just getting well, to his seat. Yeah, or you know, or he just continued into into uh, Super Bowl Sunday and was <laughs> kind of rolling with it, and uh, maybe he had a little bit too much, was a little overserved, and maybe pat, but or he just fell asleep, which is even more impressive. It, yeah. uh, whatever it is, yeah, whatever he was doing, because he he eventually wakes up, I guess, according to the editor from the Sporting News, he makes it at some point during the first quarter to to actually be paying attention. My mom just texted alcohol with a bunch of ellipses, so yeah, I think she agrees with Neil that alcohol may have been involved. I, I, there's a skill to it, though, man, because I don't care how intoxicated you are. I feel like a crowd at a Super Bowl should be able to keep you awake. I, I think that there can't be a level of intoxication where you don't notice that you're at the like the loudest football event of the year, you know? Yeah, this guy, he did something to did himself. Did not seem though, to care. I mean, it's, it just it probably makes people go a little bit nuts because it's like, right, we talk about how expensive it is uh-huh. to get into this game. So many people probably have it like on their bucket list and this guy's just passed out 60 grand is what some of the tickets went for i don't know if he would have paid that much to be in the lower section but not necessarily like a first row of seats but let's say he paid ten thousand dollars for his ticket and he fell asleep for a part of the of the first quarter not all of the first quarter but a part that is at least a twelve hundred dollar nap if he fell asleep for about half of the first quarter he paid $1,200 to sleep with, like, just a bunch of strangers screaming around him. That gonna, has to be the most expensive nap. Are we going to get, like, out of this guy? He's going to be like, well, I, uh, somebody else paid for the tickets, or <laughs> I, I, won, go. I, I won the tickets. Right. And, you know, I'm not I, even a football fan. I felt like I had to show up. It's mm-hmm. like, still, come on. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I can't think of another instance where I can tell you that a guy took a nap that cost about, uh, at least $1,000. Like, I, I don't know how many naps like that exist in the world. So I think... Unless 829-2345, you know a better news story. I guess if somebody like took a nap while flying up to the moon, that's the only scenario where it's got to be more money. But $1,000 at least if he was asleep for a part of that, a part of that quarter, uh, about half of that quarter. Man, I would be so mad if I was his friend who brought him. Because like, so, it went viral. It was all over Twitter. People thought it was hilarious. Um, and, you know, some jamoke walked in with that guy, unless he just went alone and took a nap alone. That's even better. I don't know. Are you not surprised? Or I'm kind of surprised. Maybe like Fox didn't like fire, Zoom like in. show yeah. something on this. Guy. I don't know. Like, I well, I, he must have been awake uh, too soon for them to like. You know, yeah. I don't know how many crowd shots they take during the game, but it's the sporting news editor Carissa Maxwell who found the guy within minutes of her taking photos. The guy had had woken up, but he was like conked out, fast asleep, uh, and it's it was halfway through the quarter, so we don't know for sure when he fell. I love that. I can't. Man, does that stadium have like very comfortable seats? I don't uh, think so. I don't know. And again, the amount of yelling going on in that stadium has to be high. This guy probably doesn't like he doesn't wake up for any alarms. Can you imagine what his house is like if this guy's got to wake up for something important? He has to have alarms all over the home, all, everywhere, all go off at the same time. It's probably gonna have like somebody wake him up. Well, there's actually there's this thing uh, where you can have like a light shine directly in your face too. It's like a big giant bright light, and yeah. You have it like tied to your smart whatever, 
and then it'll just like shine right into your your eyeballs to to help wake you up if you're this kind of human. I don't think it works for this guy. This guy I don't know. that stadium I think was pretty well lit. I mean, you're he, right. He, you know, he didn't bother him. Science should study this man and see what it takes to wake him up from a nap because it really is incredible. Um, I mentioned this before the break, uh, before the news. I don't know. Uh, Pamela Anderson's not uh, an A-list name anymore. At one point, sure, she was a pretty well-known human. Uh, but nowadays, she's not going to make the news all the time. Um, but this seems newsworthy enough. She was married for 12 days. Uh, some guy named John Peters, who's a producer of some kind, they've known each other for a long time, going back to when she was famous, uh, very famous back in the day. And so they tied the knot on January 20th, done by January January um, 31st, or done by, by February 1st. Um, I guess they never even finalized their marriage certificate. They went through the ceremony, which was private and just family members. But they did you know then like that you didn't send it off for the legal paperwork? Like, well, we don't know. We went through the process, but we're, we're going to give it 10 to 12 days just to make sure. And in that period, it, uh, it winds up not working out. I bet you there's some celebrities that have done this that might, it might even have been less than Shorter. 12 days. I, yeah. I feel like those are a spur of the moment, though. Like, they brought all their kids to it. It was, a, it was like a, a secret one, um, one of those, like, you know, just hush-hush kind of weddings. It seems like it was planned. They both were saying very nice things about each other up until a, a few days ago. And I, I don't know that they're not actually in the statement. It says they're reevaluating. So maybe that means you get back together. Uh, but I can't imagine you feel confident in a marriage where 12 days in, you're like, you know what? quit we're, we're calling it and then maybe you come back to each other in a little bit this is not the uh the right start they've both been married four times mm. so you know maybe at some point you also you give up on that situation maybe you walk away from any i think strauss talks about this all the time that he doesn't understand how some celebrities can get married so many times eventually you just got to say you know what fine we're not doing it that way yeah, it's one of his questions in our right. uh, Dead or Alive. Yeah, dead or Alive. He, like, he likes the mayor. How many times have they been married? Well, and and I, he seems to really love it when a uh, celebrity has been four plus. Oh, yeah. That seemed, well, and Pamela now at least four. We don't know if any more are coming, but uh, that's, that's a heck of a story. Uh, one last thing, and then i got to take a break. Uh, there's this new hack. Do you like life hacks, or are you against them? I'm indifferent in the okay. middle. Okay, all in right, that's fine. Depending on the hack, maybe I can get you involved. Do you think that your laundry machine, your, your uh, washing machine, is dirty? I don't think so, no. Okay, I don't think mine's dirty either. Many people don't think it's dirty. Do you know how you can find out for sure? You can throw a little um, uh, dishwasher thing in there, like one of those little capsule things that you throw in the dishwasher for the dishes, and run a cycle and see how dirty the water is, because I guess that's a very powerful little pungent uh, situation thing there. And if you just run a completely empty cycle, this is a life hack. It's right now on the social medias. Many, many people are upset at the brown, dirty water that's being spit out by their washing machines, and they're getting very uncomfortable. Uh, there are ways to clean said washing machine with vinegar, hot water, etc. But a life hack, and I can't stand on the, on the value of this, so, so please, if you're listening and you're going to do this just in my recommendation, call somebody else. Make sure that someone else is, uh, is informed before you, you do it. But if you throw one of those little tablets in there and it's really dirty, that means that you have some problems, and it might not be cleaning your clothes as effectively as you're hoping. Oh, I might be going home and trying this. I want to try it too, man. I just don't. Could it break it? Is there any way that it's just soap, right? It's right. just another kind of soap. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think it's gonna break. I my luck, man. I'm the guy that breaks it. <laughs> like I'm the one that I go in. The, my oh, Betty would be so mad. What did you do? I found a story, Betty. I'm sorry. I talked about it on the radio, and I didn't want the listeners. Now back to the Craig Collins Show. 
on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Linda called to tell me that maybe that guy at the Super Bowl actually has a, a problem, actually has narcolepsy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, something I'd love to find out, how you can fall asleep. My mom and Neil very much think it might be alcohol-induced. Uh, mom continued to text about that, Neil, saying it's not even sleeping. It's just called passing out. I'm aware, Ma. I went to, I went to college. I know what passing out is. Uh, but thank you for the technical information. Uh, real quick, before I break, because I got another break, Kim Commando coming up in just a second. I know you love uh, pet things. I know that every time I talk about like pet products, you're down. You want to buy all of the pet products, right, Neil? It's my favorite. It's your favorite thing. Uh, no one can tell that this is sarcastic at all. <laughs> um, there is a new product that's sweeping the world, I guess. It comes from a company, an online-only company, called Baker Street Cutters. It allows you to send in an image of your pet. And they will then create a mold that you can use for personal cookies that you make so your four-legged friend can be all over those cookies that maybe you bring to a party, maybe you just serve to yourself. Now you can have, like, a scruffy on all of the cookies anytime you want, and it only costs 20 bucks, or no, excuse me, 27 bucks shipping and everything. So it's a pretty exciting time to be alive. We can get our pets on our cookies, Neil. I, you, this one I don't mind as much, like if it was, like, a dog's... You know, you don't like when like we can like talk to them. Well, yeah, not really. <laughs> but if it's like a dog's older birthday, like this is a great, you know, family pet or yeah. whatever, you know, dog, cat, I, whatever. You know, I could see maybe purchasing this if it's like the dog's tenth birthday, fifteenth birthday. It's like, oh, he's getting up there. He's been a great Look dog. At there, yeah, okay, yeah. Let's get you know cookies let's for get everybody. The cookie mold, and it's kind of fun if you have like a party for the dog. Sure. Well, and this would be fun for the kids and stuff too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If it's a family pet, you don't like the ones where like it's a study into interpreting what the cat is trying to tell us, yeah. or the uh, you know mood ring jacket that they can wear where there, it changes color based on what mood your dog has. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I don't know why, man. You got to try. Maybe we can get like a, a life size. Like I could wear one. Maybe I could put on one of one made for a pet and just see if it's correct. Like, how do we test it? I thought you were going to say, well, what if we just get like a station pet and we could just yeah. start buying these it's things? a much better the, idea than the, the one I threw out. For the station dog, we just start buying all these different things and seeing if they actually work. We just learned how our brains work. My brain goes, <laughs> how do I try on this thing made for a dog? And you go, how do we get a dog at the office? Those are two very different thoughts, but both could work. I, I don't know how we make, sh- still in your theory though, like how do we know that it, that it's right? Because the, the dog's never going to tell us. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. No. I can at least speak. That's if true. I get If I get a Craig-sized one, <laughs> I can at least say words. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's the... Uh, I love throwing ideas. Oh, by the way, quick update. Two things. Uh, there's two things. Uh, we did end up giving the prize. Uh, I had the other people who called in for that. Because I, I promised to shovel somebody out of the snow. That is the thing I did in January. I make good on all the promises I make on the station. None of them are facetious. Uh, but I had the other callers who gave us uh, ideas... Um, all tell me it was okay if I want to give it to one caller specifically. Uh, that caller, I believe her name was Sue. Uh, Sue, I think you call in often, uh, but you're a caller who called in telling me all about your husband, how he used to give great customer service. He now, unfortunately, is no longer with us, but he, he had his own company, and he went above and beyond for customer service, and I thought that was a great how things used to be story. And so you are the winner. Uh, if you let me, I will come out to your uh, house during a snowstorm early in the morning and shovel it all out. Uh, to pay, you know, tribute to a millennial giving respect to someone of an older generation who who knows how things should be. Uh, that's one of the two things. The other one, I still have the Polar Plunge stuff out there, and I am still willing to do what I said I was willing to do, which uh, has been discussed on other radio stations in this very market uh, and this radio station early in the morning. 
Uh, but I am. I am willing to go completely hairless into the freezing cold water in February. I know some people think it's an odd offer, but I yes-ended somebody else. Um, so I'm willing to do it, but no one else has donated. If for some reason a, an interest in that surges, you can find all the details on our Facebook page, Craig Collins Show or WJBC, or find it at WJBC's website. Donate there. If I beat Buck Stevens, who's way ahead of me, uh, then there's a chance that uh, I do something very, very embarrassing at the end of this month. All right, got to take a break. Kim Commando, Elogist Brian Walder, mostly cloudy, mild today, right now 54 degrees. Cloudy with showers possible, low of 33. Tomorrow, showers possible, turning to light snow, a high of 36. Wednesday, snow showers possible again, high of 34. Thursday, partly sunny, high of 33. Right now at Radio Bloomington, like I said, 54 degrees. Curiosity Daily co-host Cody Goff knows a bunch of ways to make you smarter. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. Let's see if he can help a lost cause like the Craig Collins Show. Hey, leave him alone. He doesn't know anything. It's Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC. Cody Goff hanging out with me. Cody, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Craig? Really good, really good. You enjoy the Super Bowl? Uh... Enjoy is a strong word. Uh, I enjoyed the food. Uh, I actually grilled. It was about fifty oh, hey. some degrees in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, threw a couple steaks on there. It was nice. Nice. That sounds that sounds very lovely. But the uh, the game, the action, the uh, commercials, everything, all that was uh, no big, no fun. Eh, it was fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not invested in either team. Right. Uh, I'm you know uh, shout out to you know all the Kansas fans Woo. being good for you guys. That's great. Yeah, uh, Kansas yeah, City, I just, Kansas. I just wasn't invested. Right, Kansas yeah. City, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, from the great state of Kansas, I believe. <laughs> I, I don't know why I find that so amusing uh, that Donald Trump did that. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a bunch to talk about. <laughs> you are the co-host of Curiosity Daily. It is a podcast you can get Monday through Friday. Uh, you make us smarter in about 10 or so minutes. Ashley Hamer is your co-host. You guys have won a crap ton of awards. And what we do on this segment uh, is we recap some of the stuff you did last week. So you could go back to the podcasts of last week. Uh, Bloomington and Normal and listen to these ideas or you can just dive right in uh, and go go forward with all of us uh, but these are some of my favorite topics from the last five shows on Curiosity Daily. Uh, the first one and it's one that worries me a lot. Actually I have several that worry me a lot this week uh, and I want the science <laughs> behind them. Uh, your romantic relationships are all similar. That's something you guys talked about this week. Yeah, uh, some researchers got together lots of people in Germany and looked at their state of their current relationships and then uh, like basically kind of what happened about a year later mm -hmm. and then how they went into the next relationship, how they felt after. And uh, over a few year period, a handful of years, with uh, let's say 500 or so sample size, five sure. to 600 people, uh, they found that a lot of the sentiments were the same, a lot of the same problems and all that stuff. And it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because <laughs> how many people are typically in a monogamous relationship together? Yeah, uh, I don't know. What's the answer to that? Two. Okay, Two. I don't know. Like, I mean, today's day and age. One, hashtag one 2020. Hey, man, hashtag, hashtag 2020. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta, uh, and by the way, <laughs> I think these researchers should date my first girlfriend from high school, just to make sure that they know that this research is up to date, because uh, she was a unique character, unique human in my well, life. Wait. Well, it's funny you should say that because no, that but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's always you know, there's two people in a relationship, right? right? Maybe. And guess what? Guess what? One person is the same from relationship to relationship. It's going to be you. So, in fact, if you want your relationships to be a lot better, you want something particular to change. It means uh -huh. you that has to change 
and huh. grow in certain ways. Okay. And, you know, maybe, like, you know, I've had some past relationships that were pretty good, but the one with my wife just, you know, blows it away. But when I look back and I think, I'm like, wow, am I the same Cody I was when I was 23, 25, 28? <laughs> Heck no, I've changed a lot, and right. um, now I'm in the spot where I'm at. So There you go. Maybe it's you, not the other one. Okay, that's terrible to hear, but it's definitely me, by the way. You've met my wife. She's lovely. <laughs> if there's anything going on in our relationship, definitely my fault. Um, we, uh, why does travel make us so tired? Is it just the, the time change, or is there actually some other science behind it? It's a couple things, and you know, it is a weird thought. It's like, hey, if I'm sitting in the car on a road trip all day, why do I get out of the car and I feel tired? So a couple things is boredom actually, whatever makes you bored in your brain, Mm -hmm. um, and it is like a a super simplification, but it basically is the same kind of stuff in your brain that makes you tired or makes you sleepy. So right off the bat, like, even if you read a good book, you get a few chapters down, and then you're like, okay, I'm ready for a change of pace. Your brain just gets bored, so you get tired. Another thing is actually the bumpiness of the road. It kind of rocks you to sleep. So and my, there is a, a physical component to it. My Jeep has a death wobble, which I think I've told you about before. So it really rocks. It's like an extra added dimension of like shaking me to sleep every time I hit any pothole going faster than 40 miles per hour. It's a lovely dynamic to the car. I call it, you know, a little bit of a massage. Honestly, it's really no different than like a hydro massage at a Planet Fitness uh, my car, so maybe that is that's good to know, Cody. Thank you for the update. Uh, common, well, there, there, mis- oh, go ahead. I, wait, I have a pro tip for you too. Okay. I was going to say um, there are a couple other things. Usually, a lot of travel days, you wake up early, so you're short on sleep. But yeah. also, a big thing is dehydration. So uh, you'll just get dehydrated, especially flying around in planes, you know, with with not a lot of air. Uh, so two things that are known to help is drinking up, hydrate, and get some caffeine in your system. And Got those it. are the those are the two most surefire ways to get through your travel day. Have you checked into the death wobble thing? Have you guys done any research into that? Not the death wobble per se. You know it's, um, that's what it's actually we'll, called. My Jeep actually has something that's that's known as the death wobble. Really? Yeah. It's a real thing. You've never been in the Jeep when it got uh, faster than forty and we hit like a rock? Because it, it's uh it's a unique experience, man. I gotta I gotta get you guys you should do a podcast from my Jeep. Well, we're mid death wobble. It'd be a unique experience for the listeners. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound safe. I don't know, man. I think it's pretty lovely. It's a nice, like I said, a nice little extra back massage while you're trying to get to work um, and not die. Common mis- <laughs> You're so dismissive. Common mistakes I make is is always a good topic. I love every time you take it on. The last uh, added piece to this, though, is what scares me in the shower. What what mistakes am I making in the shower, Cody? Yeah, so, uh, oh man, I was really tempted to make a joke that, like, soap is going to kill you, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's not funny at all. It's not. I'm a science communicator, right. not a jokester. You shouldn't make jokes. Um, so a couple things. You shouldn't scratch your scalp. Don't use your fingernails. It might feel good, but it's going to cause a lot of flaking. There's a lot mm-hmm. of dry skin up there. It's just not good for your head. Uh, another thing is, here's a, here's a, here's a, a fun trick that you're absolutely not going to try, but that will actually work. <laughs> Um, hot showers are really great, but uh-huh. actually if you take a long hot shower, it might make you more sleepy. Oh. So if you take your shower in the morning, you may not want to do that. And here's what people advise. Here's what science advises. Ready? Get ready. Uh, the last 30 seconds of your shower, alternate for a few seconds each between hot water and cold water. Yeah. Like cold, cold water. Uh, that'll do a couple things. It does some really good stuff for your skin. It also obviously will jostle you awake um mm-hmm. but it, it, it can actually have a lot of different health benefits actually we were like we were um reading down the list of health benefits to doing that on our episode and ashley stopped me like three times she's like let me fact check that let me fact check that <laughs> there's all these crazy things that like makes you more con- able to concentrate better during the day okay. and like 
uh, like makes your breath better or something like that. It's not that exactly, but uh, but there's all these random benefits that you get. So try and do a quick like hot cold hot cold last thirty seconds of your shower in the morning, and it could work wonders. You have to do it more than once. You go from hot to cold to hot to cold, like you do it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my I don't god! Have the exact number in front of me, but you can check out the episode that dropped this week and look at uh, that. And hear our, our redux. Well yeah. done. Uh, there's no chance this causes like heart attacks and things, Cody. There's no there's no horrible <laughs> like secondary side effect here. Look, I'm not a doctor. Sure, I'm not a medical professional. That's fine. I'm a science communicating podcaster, right. so I don't. I can't think imagine doing that you. daily. But then again, I do live with a death wobble, and I have that daily. So, you know, this would be mm-hmm. just another added dimension to my life. Um, why does yeah. <laughs> why does overhearing a phone call uh, drive so many of us crazy or at least distract us? Yeah. The scientists basically recorded people having a phone conversation and recorded people either summing up the conversation or just just recordings of the half of the conversation. Uh, and they measured people's brain activity, had them do some simple tasks on a computer that simulated like what it's like to drive a car actually uh no death wobbles in the tests that i'm Gotta aware get of. on it really but, good but <laughs> they found um they found that people are more distracted by a lot by just hearing half a phone conversation and that's because your brain is trying to fill in all those gaps of what the other person is saying <laughs> uh one person talking is kind of predictable uh-huh. two people talking to each other is kind of predictable sure. but if it's just i mean you know i could i could do it right now craig like, like if you don't say anything and i'm just like Oh, yeah, so Craig, oh, wait. Well, no, you didn't tell me you did that last week. No, 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 no. I need all the facts. Stop it. That's terrible. How annoying was that? That was so annoying. (laughs) And I know because every time my wife's talking to her secret boyfriend, I know that that's what's going on. I know it's not her mom. Mm. I got to hear both sides of that. This got awkward. (laughs) Moving on, one last topic. (laughs) You see, good talk, buddy. Uh, Learn better from success than failure. That is a thing that you guys proved. I have a problem with this. And look, I'm going to make a football joke right after the Super Bowl because it just makes Tom Brady somebody that I hate even more. Success is better for teaching us things than failure? Don't tell me that. Well, you can actually learn from other people's mistakes, Craig. Okay. So there's that, but there's a couple things at play here. First of all, people are kind of egotistical, not egotistical, but like, you know, you don't want to admit failure, right, to a degree. And and sometimes you don't want to admit that there's some can be done better, you know. Maybe Craig, I send you a letter, and I'm like, hey, I wish you would have said this on your radio show. Uh, <laughs> then you would proceed to spend five hours telling me why it was actually fine, or just telling me that you're terrible. I am uh, terrible. Neither of those are good. Uh, what you should, what would you learn better for is if I sent you another radio clip from some other host, and I'm like, hey, look at what this guy does wrong. And then you'd be like, haha, and then yeah. you'd totally stop doing it. That guy's an the idiot. Other thing, uh, <laughs> the other thing is, if you think about it. There's a lot of situations, there's only one way to do something correctly and hundreds of ways to do it wrong. Like, think oh. about just putting together an Ikea table. You know, there's, there's one, <laughs> one way, maybe a little bit of a variation, one other way, if, like, there's no. one screw missing or something. Uh-huh. But you can mess that up a lot of different ways. You sure so, can. Uh, you know, it just teaches you one of those hundred ways to do it wrong if you fail. Right. Whereas if you succeed, then you know that right way to go. Yeah, well, that's, that's a great point. And as far as the IKEA thing goes, I've learned super glue. It can get you pretty far. It's not going to last forever, man. But if you just want to convince the wife you did it right, super glue for a few days will hold. That's a quick pro tip mm. on my end. If you if you have a bunch of screws at the end and you don't know why stuff's not staying, just uh, throw a bunch of glue in there. Thank you, Cody. You are a co-host of the Curiosity Daily Podcast. Check it out every single day, Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. You guys win a bunch of awards. You educate us all the time. So it's a very fun, very interesting show. Check it out. And you're here every Monday at 5 o'clock. Thanks for being here, bud. 
all the time. I hope I'm helping you. I hope you I'm are. helping you. I'm still better. a lost cause, but you're helping me. I, okay, good. I can't answer a question, how many people are in a monogamous relationship? That's not a good look, Cody. That's not a good look at all. I, I need to learn more things. I missed that one. Quick break. Hey, hold on. Give me a second. I'm doing stuff. I'm trying to share things to social media. I know I got this somewhere, though. Brian Walder is awesome. He gives us weather at this time, and I have it. Totally have it. This is great. Not super long, ridiculous amount of trying to delay until things happen, and I put it Illinois ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and this is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. We'll continue to be mild for the rest of the day today with cloudy skies, and we stay mostly cloudy overnight tonight and into tomorrow morning. Expect the chance for some rain showers to move back into the area overnight, and that rain chance continues into tomorrow morning. However, cold front moves through during the day tomorrow. Behind it, colder air continues to move in. Eventually, we'll see a changeover from rain showers to snow showers. And some of those light snow showers could continue into tomorrow night as well. We can't completely rule out the chance of some light snow for Wednesday or Wednesday night, but things should be drying out by Thursday. After some warm weather the last couple days, we'll see some seasonal temperatures for the rest of the work week. High temperatures mainly in the low 30s over the next couple days, bumping into the mid to upper 30s by the end of the week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is Ram 1230 WJBC Forecast. Thank you very much, Brian. Right now it is 54 degrees at Radio Bloomington. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. Great Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I like when my wife texts me that I did a great job of... Uh, uh, covering for not having the right audio ready, Neil, when uh, she's being sarcastic. She's, uh, she <laughs> Great job, Craig. Uh, thanks, Betty. <laughs> thanks for that. She put it in quotes. Betty's going after that. was, you know, I sometimes misplace stuff. I was putting something on Facebook, uh, something that's been out there for a few days now, but I still find it really funny, and if you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, there's a guy that goes to the Antique Road Show. He is a vet. He bought a watch while he was serving. Um, the watch, he bought it for like 349 bucks. He actually got like a 10% discount uh, for whatever reason. I think that, you know, something went. And I won't play all the audio here because it's just the, the actual la- the falling down is what makes it better. It's what makes you laugh, and that's you're not going to hear that. Uh, but so the guy gives him his take on what the watch is actually worth. Now, granted, he bought it, 345.97. He bought it a while ago, about a half century ago. And like I said, he bought it while he was serving. It is worth at least... $400,000, if not between five hundred dollars and $700,000. Like I said, the video is up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. The guy actually falls down. Like, it's one of those, knocked him off his feet, literally. Uh, and I can't even imagine having that experience, like rolling out to one of those those little antique road shows and having something. It's one of the most valuable things I've ever heard on one of those shows where the guy had just no idea whatsoever. And I guess he didn't even wear it. Like, he was a, a scuba diver and stuff, and he didn't want to damage it, so he just kind of tucked it away, and then at some point maybe even forgot about it. So it's in pristine condition, and it's a super rare watch, and the guy now has at least half a million bucks if he puts it up for auction. Uh, also with those antique roadshows, man, like, this is stupid. Oh, This is a really dumb... Can I preface again by saying that this is how my brain works, and it's dumb, Neil? I'm Let, aware it's dumb. Let's hear. Okay. So I go to the casino sometimes, and I win five, 600 bucks. Most of the time, it doesn't happen. Every so often, it does. I like to play poker. But in the back of my brain, I think that somebody's going to follow me out, beat me up, and take my money. I don't know why I think that. It's just it goes across the brain grapes right when that happens. 
uh, the mind grapes. And so if I were this guy and someone had just publicly said that out loud, I would be walking back out with the watch, like clutching it real tight. Why does my brain go there that someone would like immediately attack you once they find out that it's worth a bunch of money? Well, I think a lot of those people at those shows, I, I've seen the Antique Roadshow. I had my grandparents. Nice. When we, we'd go over to their house, that show would be on religiously. But it is kind of crazy. Some of these people show up with things that we, you know, handed down, found it in the yeah. attic. Like, ah, yeah, I've had this. And just thought I'd bring it. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the people there, I feel like, though, are, are there to try and see if their items are worth anything. So, I so don't they're know. not going to attack you in the parking lot, I, I you're think, saying? I think that they have a little, you know, grandma and grandpa, sense. Grandma and Grandpa Doyle aren't the ones that are going to take me down. <laughs> Get my five hundred thousand so. dollar watch? No, that's that's good. Good to know. Good to hear. I like when you said that you go with your grandparents. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm insane to be afraid. But it is, how many people actually get stuff like that valuable thrown out there? The guy actually does completely fall over because it's just such a jarringly high number compared to the amount of money he paid. And I I also wonder, like every so often when they come on these shows or any of the other like Pawn Stars, didn't you research it? Like in today's day and age. That guy doesn't look like he did, but most people would have a, an idea of what something is worth. He thinks he seems to have just no clue whatsoever, which is what makes it such a lovely video, uh, because I think it's very rare to have someone that's just no idea what it's worth. Have your have your grandparents ever tried to hawk anything? Oh no, no, they would okay. just watch it all the time. Gotcha. I mean, I don't think I, unless they're keeping something hidden from me that I, <laughs> I'm not aware of, which I, you know, maybe, but maybe a fancy uh, Rolex watch. It, well, that'd be nice. That'd be real nice. Yeah, but I, I feel, I mean, maybe some of these people do, but then it's like you know everything that's out there nowadays. It's like, do you trust it? And so they, yeah. these people on these shows, you know, these experts at evaluating what things, you know. If it's real, what it's worth. That's so, a good point. I don't know. That's true. These guys are the experts, whereas I Google like symptoms and I always wind up having <laughs> something horrible. So the Internet not is not infallible. That is that is certainly accurate. Um, another story that caught my eye, and it's, it's odd. This whole thing is kind of weird. So uh, some company is selling a catch-a-cheat service. Uh, this service allows you to like find DNA, uh, send it off to their labs, and test it to see if it's all the DNA you expect or if somehow... Maybe a significant other would have been in any sort of uh, interaction with someone that it's it's a very odd thing, but it 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 seemed to spike this week. the uh, The Affinity DNA website uh, describes it as a way, and I think it's out of the UK, but I think it's pretty much available uh, throughout the entire uh, world right now. You can buy this thing. You're supposed to um, secretly get what you think might be DNA of someone that you know might be cheating on uh, on your with your spouse on you, whatever. Uh, and now I just saw a story today that, like, this is fully illegal. This is the kind of thing, at least in the U.K., where the the product is first becoming uh, very popular. Like, anyone that got caught in this world of... It's just... We, we're in a weird day and age, you know? Um, I don't know if you know this, Neil, but the, uh, the Ancestry.com things that are so popular right now, where people, like, swab something, send it off, and then find out their whole, like, their whole DNA lineage... Those things have been breaking cold cases like crazy because apparently the DNA getting sent off then can help to be matched to like this unmatched DNA for years and somehow draw down a line to where it's very likely to be this one person that for whatever reason didn't have like DNA in the police database. It's just nuts the things that are going on right now in that whole world. And then there comes this, the, the catch a cheat service. And then the following, this would be horribly and terribly illegal if someone were to actually do it. Are you shocked by these things that are being thrown into the world? No, it's where we are today. You know, no. people are 
the different DNA too that they can write that they can use. It's just yeah, it doesn't really shock me. You okay, got, you got any DNA you need to be sending off or anything? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. Okay. I think we're okay. I think I'm totally fine. My interest in the story is is purely you know not not any connected to anything personal. It's it's such an odd like. Are we going to get to a point where we all have like our own personal DNA testers in our homes? Maybe. Like, is that the next step? I really hope not, but who knows? Can it, I tell Alexa to do it? Like, Alexa, I found this <laughs> DNA. Whose is it? She's probably going to be able to read it soon enough. Right. You just, yeah. Honestly, she's probably going to be able to clone stuff, too. If I, I don't know what's going on. This is such a weird... If you are worried that someone in your life is is stepping out on you, the right route is not to, to serendipitously grab DNA that you think could be somebody else's, have it tested, and then confront them. We don't want to Jerry Springer our regular lives, right? Like, this is not the right, the right approach to things. I would say, yeah, maybe a conversation first. I uh, feel like that's then, a better move. You know, if that doesn't go well. And Polygraph you, test. And you, <laughs> yeah. And you've really got some second thoughts. And maybe then, then you send the DNA. No, <laughs> you never send the DNA, Neil. I'm not advocating that on the show. I just don't. It's such a weird, and I saw that earlier uh, last week, and I'm like, I'm not going to talk about that. That's dumb. But then I saw the follow-up story where it's like fully illegal to steal someone's DNA without their permission and have it tested. And that's, ah, this world is so nuts. 829-2345. Call in if you have any thoughts on this, anything I've talked about on the show. I'd still love to hear from someone that wants to defend the take that the Super Bowl halftime show was inappropriate because I saw takes on the Internet, but I can't get anyone to, to articulate it on the phone, and I'd, I'd love to hear. I'm not even going to attack. I just love to hear it. I got to take a break. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Greta Thunberg is nominated for a no, another Nobel Peace Prize. She didn't win last year. She was nominated last year. Nominated again. Kid, 17 years old, has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize two years in a row. I don't know what you do to top that, man. I mean, like that's uh, the parents must be like, we we have no idea what to tell her to do. She can't. She doesn't have to do her homework anymore. She can do whatever she wants. Two years in a row. Quick break talk about that now back to the craig thomas show on wjbc i like it people call in i ask them to call in and they call in bob's on the phone uh bob i want to just listen to your take from the super bowl because i do i want to hear someone articulate it in words uh, and i thank you for calling in to do it uh but you saw the halftime show uh how'd you feel about it i i just I didn't really care for the what looked to me like dancers in latex suits with big old cutouts, and they were doing like a cowboy kind of slap thing. Yeah, and it's just—I mean, I like dancers. Backup dancers are great. Sure, but it's just the whole bright red thing. I, I like uh, Shakira and J Lo. I mean, okay. that was fine. Gotcha. Uh, so it was actually just the background dancers that were more because. People, yeah. the, what I saw online, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but this is what I saw other people's take. Uh, the biggest thing that upset them was the pole that Jennifer Lopez danced on at one point specifically. Uh, and that is in reference to, I think, in my opinion, the movie that she was recently in called Hustlers, where she plays a character who would dance oh. on one of those. Um, and she's <laughs> up for awards and stuff like that. I think that's her interest in that, um, you know, and why it wound yeah. up being part of the part of the Super Bowl halftime show. But that was the biggest thing that offended people that I saw outside of the costumes. And then the, oh. the, specifically the costumes, I guess, was, was everyone. But for you, it was really the background dancers more yeah. so than the two stars. Yeah. And, okay. You know, the whole pole dancing thing, you know, I've heard people call and they, they want it to be an Olympic sport. Yeah. I don't know that it needs to be that, but it is a very, you have to be very strong. Yeah. Remember to do that. And, I, you know, there's some, it's, it's like yoga on, on a pole. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Right. 
Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, so let me ask you this question then, too, out of curiosity. Sure. Uh, do you have any kids? Yes. Okay. Uh, was part of the, the dislike in seeing it on that stage uh, because kids would be able to see it, too? Or was it really just for your own personal taste, it was something that you'd prefer uh, not be on, you know, during a halftime show? Oh, no. My, my sons are much older. Um, they're okay. 19 and 21. Got it. Um, and so they, they're, yeah, they're in college. Um, but if I had an eight-year-old, ten-year-old, no. Gotcha. So <laughs> that, that's that would not have been appropriate in my house. That's the other thing. And I said this earlier when I talked about this. This was my because I don't have any kids. I'm 34 years old. We don't have any kids. My wife and I. So it's hard for me to put that hat on. I have nieces and nephews. I can envision it so much. But I, any parent who heard me just say that is like, no, you can't. Um, so I get it. Um, but I was saying that even though in today's world, you know, that might feel awkward to you or I, I think with the amount of technology and the amount of like, you know, boundary pushing that's going on in ways that we don't understand, that I think to kids today, that Super Bowl party, that Super Bowl show was probably tamer, unfortunately. I'm not saying this as if I if it makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Then some mm-hmm. of the stuff they're they're winding up finding, you know, out there oh, on yeah. their own, even with parents yeah. trying as hard as they can to regulate that stuff, there's just there's so many things out there right now that that I wonder if it's the the parents being upset about something, and as far as the kids go, looking at them like, uh, what? That's no big deal. Especially just watching like a music video right now. Yeah. There's there's that, a lot of things that are similar to what we saw there that, in most of those videos. That's what I'm thinking. Is I you know I grew up when MTV started and yeah, me too. Early, and I love finding those videos online and posting them. But anything after you know the mid two thousands, I have I don't have any connection to. <laughs> right, and I, I also mentioned actually the Grammys. Uh, the Grammys mm-hmm. had a bunch of you know performances because that's an award show that's mostly performances actually. And there were mm-hmm. a couple that were were in the same lane as the things that you saw Shakira and J Lo do and their dancers mm-hmm. do. But there wasn't an uproar, and I don't know if that's just because you know uh, parents didn't watch the Grammys. If it skews younger, obviously, than the Super Bowl, which is the most watched event in in TV each year mm-hmm. in our country. Uh, but I, I was surprised that you could, you know, two events that took place relatively close together, one caused a lot more uh, dislike than the other. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think Janet Jackson ruined it for a lot of people. <laughs> I agree, man. And I said that. And Ryan Seacrest. Right. Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate sure. the call. Sure. I appreciate the conversation. Um, so right. thank you. Uh, AM 1230 WJBC. Call in, too, if you want to say that. I'm still not sure... Um, you know, that it's the kind of thing, because here's the thing, like, I'm not going to tell any listener you shouldn't be offended. You can be offended by anything. Be offended by whatever offends you. That's that's kind of the way that that works. Uh, but at the same time, I obviously don't think they should ban things like that at Super Bowls or, or take any sort of action. The FCC can't take any action, as I said earlier. So, you know, what we're describing, and what we're talking about is something that to the standards of television uh, pass, un- unfortunately, if that's your opinion. Caller, what's your name? My name's Wayne. What do you want to say, Wayne? Real quick, I wanted to, we were talking about this earlier. Sure. The fact that if you watch Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Which a lot of people do. Yes, they do. They have the same skimpy type costumes. It's just they can't dance like the dancers (laughs) did during the Super Bowl show. Right. The legs don't go that high is what you're saying? I'm just saying. Yeah. Most most of them can't. Yeah, but, fair enough. But there's not a big uproar about the costumes and the dances on Dancing with the Stars. No, there's not. So, 
No, I, I'm but, thrilled you called in. I got to take a break. I'm not trying to shorten the call. Oh, yeah. I got to take a break because we got coaches show and stuff. They'll get mad at me out yep. there if I don't get to Ivy. But thank you for calling in. Uh huh. Bye. Right. Uh, Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I love when people call 829 2345. I'm about to go, but anything. You don't even have to be on topic. I'll take your call. I'll talk to you. Program my show tomorrow.